We do represent the Lollipop Guild. The Lollipop Guild? <laughs> I feel like we've said that before. Have we? <laughs> we might have. have. Did we? I feel that feels really familiar. Oh, I'm sorry. You We're know, sorry, everyone. I was thinking about that earlier today. You know, how people are in trial, like in, in front of Congress, and they're like, Senator, did you or did you not say this? And I'm like, I have the recollection. I'm like, of course you said it. How the fuck do you not know? After doing a podcast, yeah, I, no. that's, I totally understand. I have no fucking clue what we've said I in the past. I pity the fifth. I pity the fool. <laughs> Okay, we're getting sued. And we're back. Welcome everyone out there on planet Earth. You were listening to the Three Ugly Guys podcast, a subsidiary of All or Nothing, because we're going to talk about it all, and we're going to talk about nothing. And everything in between. And as always, we are three ugly guys. I'm Corey, a.k.a. Idris Elba's Knuckles. <laughs> and now tonight we got Joe. Knuckles Eldrasiba. <laughs> <laughs> and we have Paul. Those must be really good looking Knuckles. Seriously. <laughs> He's a good looking dude. He really is. And he knows what he does to women. Every time I see the commercials. Or <laughs> what does he do to women? <laughs> a lot. Oh, okay. Well, it, well oh, he said, yes, I'm aware of the effect I have on women. To yes, the office. exactly. Yes. No, he's really... He, Listen, I gotta give it to me. He's a great looking guy. He'd be a great James Bond. He's suave as fuck. He would. He's getting older, but he would. Suave, suave, suavecito. I do agree with the James Bond. <laughs> <laughs> ah, oh, sorry. no, Paul sneezed. Oh. Bless you, kind I sir. into a werewolf. But you sneezed in my while, shirt? while somebody's introduction was not happening. He just started talking. <laughs> well. Well. <laughs> the end. The end. So, should we introduce the person who was talking? Yes. Yes, right. Corey. The person who was talking is. Uh, it was not Tommy, so Tommy, we're going to go first. Tommy, how are you? <laughs> okay. Hi, Tommy. Hi. I just want to say that I'm back again and about time two, and this time, I'm in the mood. Ah. Oh. <laughs> I was nice. Reference, but that was, that was, that was that awesome. Well. Yeah. That was good. That was really we good. We might talk about that later. Okay. Okay. Good. What kind of mood? Very excited. <laughs> Easy. Oh. Easy. <laughs> Cruising on the street in my six foe. In addition to Tommy... And the six foe. And the six foe. <laughs> we have no sixty four. Yes. We have, Ooh. <laughs> we have the sixty foe brother for show. Welcome back, Mike. Uh, gentlemen, it is a pleasure to be here, and I'm sorry. I get so giddy when I hear references to the office and Idris Elba's voice, man. I just couldn't control myself. I had to jump in. Jump on. <laughs> no problem, bro. So, Mike and Tommy are back. Hi, Mike. If you uh, Hi, Mike. listen to the last time both of these gentlemen were on together at the same time, we spoke about video games. Here we are again for part two. Electric Boogaloo. Boogaloo. Thank you, Mike. <laughs> Aha. So, oh, Tommy. Well, this is like the pro. <laughs> Wait, what? We're like the pro. This is part two. Oh, yeah. The pro. We're the pro. We're the same system, but like better, more advanced, faster. Like we. You know. You hit the pro level. You? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, no. I, I meant Wii Sports. No, Wii well, U. It's, it's a second. Oh, right. Wii U. Like PS4 Pro. No, it's Wii mm. Us. Oh, Wii or Us. Xbox One S Extreme. I don't know. Cube. Xbox Series Z, something like that. Yeah, I had an Xbox One, and then they decided to go, let's make the same, let's just call it the same thing and add an extra letter at the end. Although, I guess to be fair, the PlayStation, PlayStation 1, 2, 3, and 4, and 5, at least they're consistent. Mm-hmm. Xbox, I don't know what the fuck they're doing. Right, was anybody yeah. else expecting the third generation Xbox to be the Xbox 720? Yes. Everyone did. Yeah. 
Which actually would have been kind of funny because the 360 would have meant that they went nowhere with Xbox, and then the 720 <laughs> would have been like they just went backwards. A, a, yeah, yeah back to yeah. Mm. That's what they should have <laughs> called it. Yeah. And also, I really feel like they missed a great marketing opportunity to call it the Triple Xbox. <laughs> that would be a, oh, change your cage. It would a lot of a lot of kids wouldn't buy it because the parents are like no. Yeah, you Google it. It's all like pixelated and censored. Every single oh, one of them. I have this. Actually, it's a different generation of parents, so they might be like, yeah. <laughs> and then we have a problem with our youth. That's well, yeah, it's very true. The marketing would be fantastic. Though. Oh, <laughs> that would yeah, yeah, absolutely. But by that logic, the Xbox Series X should just be a giant pixelated image because if you look at it from a certain angle, I'm just saying. Mm. <laughs> I don't know. I, don't, I never have an Xbox. It looks, it looks like the Washington Monument if it was a different color. Let's go with that. <laughs> so Mike calls his the sex box. <laughs> he calls his the Idris Elba. Oh, oh a giant oh, penis. God. I gotta go home and see uh, Idris later. They were selling office premium themes, and I told you, I told you that in confidence. <laughs> and now you told the world, or at least everybody who actually listens to this. Thank oh, you, everybody. Seven billion of well, them. Yes. We are intercontinental, so no, that's we, the same continent. We are continental now. We are yeah, transcontinental. Breakfast. Yes, yes. <laughs> Continen- we, we are a continental breakfast. breakfast. We are transcontinental now. <laughs> so. Get some oatmeal, some pancakes, scrambled eggs, biscuits. First international listener was Indonesia, right? That, and then we have Finland after that. Yeah, so we're, we're going places. Mm. So, young Thomas, yes, we are back again. Yes, we are. At your request to continue our discussion on all things video games. So, why don't you set it off again for the second episode? Kick it off, dude. What do you want to talk about? Take it off. Okay, so when it comes to gaming, let's be honest, there are a lot of things that we can talk about, and we can't always limit it to just one thing. Okay, okay so to, to begin with, when you're, when you're a dedicated gamer, as I am, there are a lot of things that mean a lot to you, whether it's individual games, the people who make them, these franchises... There's just so much you can go off of. And I, I feel like it's always a, a good opportunity to talk about g- games that mean so much to you. Like, like what is a, a game that you grew up with that you consider to be your favorite game of all time? And for, for, for me, I, I have a lot of those. But, but for the record, I, I feel like I would, I would also want to get maybe what what you guys have as, as a favorite game that means so much to you. Okay. Right, that's a good place to start, honestly. Yeah. yeah. Who wants to who wants to lead this off? Mike. He's Mike. our guest. Mike. Well, Tommy's your guest too, and he kind of yes. let it off, but I appreciate that. I was I always defer to the hosts, but uh <laughs> Well he set it up, so I figured he didn't want to spike it down too. Fair enough. So he's like it's like T ball, he's teeing me up and I gotta hit it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. Alright, fair. So I don't want volleyball. Favorite <laughs> 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 Okay, go ahead, Mike. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm getting flashbacks to trying to play volleyball in gym class, and every time I went to uh, set the spike, I missed it and bonked me in the forehead. Ouch. So, favorite game of all time is a very, very loaded conversation. It's like trying to ask, like, you know, favorite song, favorite band, favorite television show, favorite pro wrestler. A lot of things go into that statement. But for me, my favorite game of all time, and this is definitely a legitimate answer, as opposed to, like, our last show, which I loved, and we kind of, I kind of gave, like, general franchises. Game I put the most hours into, game that I still replay yearly in some way, some way, shape, or form. Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. Nice. That's one that I played for a little while. Never did any of the missions. I just spent the entire time with against CJ Buff. That's just all <laughs> I did. I just literally just kept racking up the stats. I was just, right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna run to the gym to get my running stats up, and I'm gonna lift some <laughs> weights. And I spent the whole game just doing that kind of trivial shit. 
So I can make my character really strong in the game, and I never actually just played the game. But what you just said is one of the main reasons why it's my favorite game of all time, because I spent dozens upon dozens of hours doing exactly what you just said, and I played everything that came with it. So think about it. You got that much joy just from one facet. Now, playing every single part of that game, if you choose to, even if you just stick to the main story, as most people do, or you're going to put in all the cheats and cause the pedestrian riot, whatever. I said it last time, and I'll say it again. It's one of the most amazing gaming sandboxes ever, and it still holds up very well with age, and I'm talking the original, not the definitive edition that they just released that's still a bug-ridden mess, for the fact that I could go to the gym, I can get buff, I can run up and down the streets, I could rob somebody, or I can, you know, take a plane out in the middle of the desert and do loop-de-loops over a crop field. <laughs> See, now, if we just cut that one piece of dialogue out with no context and just released it... You can. Facebook. <laughs> How does that... That sounds amazing. Facebook. <laughs> you can. We should do that. You went from going buff to doing loop-de-loops over a and then, field. And then robbing people. <laughs> oh, yeah, robbing people, too. Yeah. I, I, do I have to sign anything to consent to being a advertised <laughs> voice clip? Because I'll sign it right now. Oh, wow. <laughs> but I'm going to read the fine print because I learned from pro wrestling that if you don't read the contract and then sign it, they'll throw in a bunch of stipulations that don't work well for you. Yes, because as we all know, pro wrestling is real life. <laughs> <laughs> it's still real with me, damn it. I will say, of all the... Grand Theft Auto games and uh, San Andreas feels the most unique out of all of them. Four feels the most realistic to me out of any of the other Grand Theft Auto games, but something about San Andreas that sets it apart from the other Grand Theft Autos, and I don't know what it is. There's a feel to it. It's different. Definitely different. I didn't play it. Uh, I tried it out at the beginning, and the controls were different. It, it looked different. Driving the car, it was like, and they just took me out of it. I just I got thrown off, and I never played it again. I don't know why. So, things were different. Interesting. If you remember, it was different. It was different from three Vice City, four brought it back to the original mm-hmm. Vice City. You know, just something about San Andreas, the controls and physics, and just I was like, ah, and I just forgot about it. I wanted to play it, I just completely forgot about it. I was too busy with other PS2 games. We'll get to that. <laughs> that console generation is like incredibly stacked like that PS2 era especially like 04 with San Andreas and the gaming industry as a whole at that time was incredible like you had like uh, for example that's like when Halo 2 dropped but um I agree with what Paul said 100%. It kind of threw me off in the beginning because I remember now. Driving's weird. Well, that's the thing. So you drove in GTA until San Andreas using the X button and you steered with either the D-pad and the analog stick was like the alternative way to move. With San Andreas, it was accelerate with one trigger, brake with another trigger, and if you hold the brake trigger, you could reverse. And then the shoulder buttons were either drive-by controls or handbrake, which stopped you short. But it was almost like the beginning of pressure-sensitive gaming. If you held down that gas pedal too hard, you're going right into a wall. I can't tell you how many times I saw that wasted screen that everybody memes to this day (laughs) because I just could not control how I was driving. And it took a long time getting used to it. And I'm glad that I spent that time, you know, getting buff because that, like... In that in-game time, 15-second drive from the cul-de-sac on Grove Street to the Ganton gym, that's where I basically taught myself to drive because I was hitting everything. So I'm really glad <laughs> Paul brought that up. And the graphics were so different. At first, I did not like the way it looked. It was very. It was their first attempt to do realistic graphics because mm-hmm. 3 and Vice City were like cartoony in a way. But over time, like you see like a sunrise over a vista and you realize that these mm-hmm. graphics at the time might not have been cutting edge because you had other games doing graphics a lot better. But there's something about them, and there's that charm that adds to the atmosphere of the world, and they're actually very good graphics. But it's different for the series, so that's a great point. Thank you, Paulie. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, that's just pointed it out. I was just looking at pictures of uh, San Andreas. I think what makes it stand... Where did 5 take place? 
uh, so five is San Andreas, but it's the remastered version, just like four is the remastered version of Liberty City from three. It's a different, it's the same setting, but different continuity. Different continuity, different, uh, completely different landmarks. So yeah, but it's it's L.A. Yeah, because it feels. I mean, because San Andreas, obviously, by just the name, it feels so fucking Los Angeles. It looks Los Angeles, yeah. you know. And it's just no other game has that. The you know, like you said, the sunset, the orange. It captures you know the, the music, the the like. I don't know. It just feels like California. Whereas I guess when I even when I played four, I didn't really feel New York that much. I mean. I, I didn't feel New York as much as I felt Los Angeles in San Andreas. So, oh, I'll uh, just clarify there. Four was New York, San Andreas, California. I think San Andreas did a better job capturing California than four did capturing New York, if that makes sense. Fair enough. Yeah. Would you say San Andreas is the best GTA of all time? Everyone? See, no. I don't know if I could say. No. I didn't play it fully, I so I can't it. say. Yeah. Um I don't know. You know, I, don't, I was never a big GTA person. Neither was I. Tommy? Well, we're on the topic of San, of San Andreas. I, I, I can honestly say that it's definitely one of the best games of, of all time that still holds up today. Mm. And, I, mean, I mean, sure, my, my, people will always try to compare modern games to it, but you, you really can't deny the innovation that many of the greats that came before it are, are still felt today and most most of the new games still so, so take great inspiration from those of the past. Mm. Obviously, because it's my favorite, I say it's the best. But it's also because I've put minimum 100 hours into every GTA game that's come out from Grand Theft Auto 3 on. And I say it's the best just for the fact that even after all these great games that are like new engine physics, these awesome worlds like GTA Online is incredible. GTA 4 story, like you said, is that gritty realism. We talked about that at length before. But San Andreas... Think about it. It's 2022, 18 years later. Replayed it in full every year since it came out, sometimes multiple times, and I have 100% I have 100% completed it, which is a ridiculous amount of hours that takes. Done it six times. So. Mm. Awesome. Paul, what are you thinking? A boot? I don't know. Anything. Oh, on GTA or? Uh, anything. What about you? I wasn't thinking at all. Uh, <laughs> all right, then. Well, what about your... Do you have a favorite game of all time? No. See, I'm in the same boat. I can't pick one. I can't pick can't. one either. It's impossible. Oh. I can't. I can't pick it. At least for me. I can't pick just one. Because there's, there's too many. Every time I try to think of one, I'm like, ah, but did I like that one the best out of that franchise? Exactly. And then it goes to, oh, but what about this thing? And I'm like, oh, all right. Maybe it was this. Oh, but was this my favorite out of this franchise? <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, I don't know. And then I just go in a circle. Yeah, that, that, that's always a hard choice. It's, circle yeah. square. Uh, yeah, Triangle. I mean, yeah. Life they, is like a circle. They're all complete, which means I don't, there's no exit. I'm <laughs> stuck in a shape. I don't have one. There's a lot. So you, you, there's a lot. You could do a top 10. You could say, oh, what games did I log more hours on? What games did I replay the campaign over and over again? What <laughs> games did I just, you know, always go back to? I... It's like it's like our bracket almost. You know, we like... There's a certain matchup. We like this movie much better than we like this movie. Mm -hmm. And this movie loses, and this movie goes on. And another movie comes in that we like better than that movie that beat that movie. But the movie that lost, we like better than the movie that beat that movie. It's true. So it's just like this really weird triangle of trying to figure out, wait, how does this make sense? I don't understand why that is, but I just know that the winner of this is better than the loser of this, but the loser of this is better than the winner of this. I thought it was objective, but yes. yes. Yeah, so I can definitely see how it's complicated to try to figure out which... That's game. why I like Guardians mm -hmm. better than Winter Soldier. But you know. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, I fair enough. 
disagree on, but you know, I understand <laughs> the, where you're coming from, though, because I definitely <laughs> understand where you're coming from on that. I too disagree with that statement because I think Winter Soldier is one of the best comic book movies of all time. But it was a very hard decision with that one. Civil War. I was very sad. Civil War, fantastic. But here's the thing: like you talked about it, and I love it when you guys do your bracket episodes. Cheap plug. Like, <laughs> no, I tell you, listen, appreciate now. it. Yeah, you're gonna buy it. You're gonna get it. You're gonna buy it. <laughs> but um. Even when one loses, you're still like, oh, but those are both awesome. Isn't it great that we have an embarrassment of riches where even the thing that's on the losing bracket is still an awesome thing to experience? Yeah, yes. absolutely. Yeah. yeah, there's a couple of instances where we're like, man, that's such a great film, but it's got to go. But still an amazing film, though. I mean, I can say favorite franchises. Yeah. Like, well, all right, I, so let, GTA. Let, yeah, let's shift For to that. For me, Vice City was always my go-to Vice okay. City. Uh, three was fantastic. That's what got me to love throughout the photo. But I know we talked about it last episode, but... Vice City just took three and just mm-hmm. completely changed my life. Like just like it just, I loved it so much. Okay. Tommy Versetti, yeah. Tommy. Um, <laughs> just a story. The, the, the playing it, bleeding it, but then just playing it, driving around, listening to the eighties music, just know, doing the free world shit. It's just fun. And then yeah. you know, I told you I kind of skipped San Andreas. <laughs> and four came out. Four brought it back. Well, four mm-hmm. got it realistic. You know, realistic and the. You know, I can see Corey important than New York and everything. I definitely agree with the whole with GTA Five. GTA Five was more is more LA than New York <laughs> than GTA Four. Um, but yeah, Four I loved the whole story, Nico and everything, and, and then Five came out, and that just everybody knows me with Five. Five's just yeah amazing. But the campaign was great, going yeah. back and forth between three different players. Then the online just took my life, yeah. <laughs> years of my life. Paul logged a lot of I've, logged I've seen you leave hours. outings to go play GTA five, with people who are also at that outing five. who left to go play <laughs> GTA. So, and it's still going on, and that's why 5 came out, what year, 2013? 20, uh, September 17, 2013. 2013, and this game is still three generations of systems. Yes. PS3, PS4, and now PS5. Mm-hmm. And, and Xbox, too. But, like, <laughs> it's just, and it's still one of the top-selling games of all time. And I'm like, wow. Six, six, six isn't even close yet. No, they're going to put so much development time into six that it's either going to change the gaming or it's going to be oh, so. I want to be in them. it. Or it's, or it's going to be so hyped up, it's still going to be good, but there's going to be no way that it reaches anyone's love, and I feel bad. Gonna, well, that looks like I was going to reserve PS8 so I can get my copy of GTA 5. Again. Again. Can you imagine him going into a store as like, I'd like to reserve PS8. Sir, six through seven aren't out yet. I'm just making sure I get my copy of GTA 6. I want that PS8 reservation. Don't forget Half-Life 3. <laughs> I oh, was literally the... about to bring that up next. Oh, shit. What, come, what, what comes out first? GTA 6 or Half-Life 3? Oh, Val- man. Who's on Neither. first? Valve can't count to three, so I'm going to pick uh, P- P- GTA 6 and the PS8. Okay. That's why they kept doing the Half-Life uh, 2.1 and 2. Point whatever it the was. Orange the, yeah. the Orange Box. The Orange Box. And Alex on VR. Mm-hmm. Oh, that I could—I never played. I played VR. I just never owned it. So speak. Spe- so tying the two together now, because you—you would like, oh, GTA Six. I'm going to be in the game. Could you imagine? Could you guys imagine a then. GTA in VR? Do you think that's the next step? Um, Not even just for GTA, but any game. I would throw up immediately. That would be optional, but I feel like it, it could work. Mm. Well, uh, Mr. Meta himself is making a Oculus version of San Andreas. Okay. Uh, who's Mr. Meta? Zuckerberg. Uh, the mm. Metaverse, bro. Well, who's Mr. Not my Metaverse. Meta. Not my, me- not my metaverse. <laughs> uh, well, to be fair, the metaverse I'm thinking of comes from a game that I'll talk about later, but Mike, keep going. Talk about it right now. Oh, no, wait, wait. Mike. No, he can speak. Finish your, no, no, no. no, no. Please, finish your please point. Please keep going. And then Tommy will speak. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want me to write cue cards and pass them across the table and Corey can speak for me? 
<laughs> Actually, that would be a pretty funny, interesting uh, like thing to do on the show. Mr. So, Mike's Mr. thought was... No, Mr. Ahead, Vaccaro says, brought to you by Race Tower Legends. Corey, <laughs> no, you piece of shit. Mike said that. Damn it, Michael. <laughs> hate you. <laughs> I'm trying not to get lost on a tangent. So my opinion on that is because I am, I probably sound like a fossil. I have no interest in Oculus or VR, like as cool as it is, and I've had some experience with it. It's not something I would sink money in. So unless it becomes like necessary, I listen, I'm happy for people who get it. But I don't see them getting away from the console model anytime soon. Like GTA 6, for example, let's say, definitely is going to be on a console. It's not going to be like an Oculus exclusive. Yeah, well, right. well, look what the Wii tried to do, right? They tried to change the way people could play games, and it didn't work. Right. You know, and they ended up going back to like a handheld because they realized, oh, people, when they come home from work, don't necessarily want to be jumping around and swinging right. their arms around and breaking their ceiling fans, yeah. you know, playing uh Tennis and <laughs> also with meanwhile with, that is the most most selling game of all time. It, is it, it? it? Okay, so oh, it's a brand new technology. <laughs> yeah. Right okay, so the the Wii is, is I believe is the most sold console of all time. It, over one hundred million units sold, and and yeah, every Wii was packaged with Wii Sports. Right. So it's kind of like a fake. Yeah. Record. Okay. okay. Yeah. More than PS2? So, yeah, the PS2 was also out there. Okay, okay, so PS2. I think the PS2 is the solid number two, ironically. Yeah, I'm gonna Google this right now. Yeah. I could yeah. be wrong. Yeah. But I do, I do recall that every Wii unit was sold with Wii Sports. Yeah. So, ergo, Wii Sports is the most sold video yep. game of all time. You know, the game, the game is basically a tech demo, but yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like what? What's that? Uh, it's like when YouTube, YouTube put channel? their own shit on on iTunes oh, yeah, and forced that. it onto you. <laughs> Deleted that immediately. Yeah. But what's that YouTube channel from India? That when you T make series? A, yeah, T series. When you make an account in India, you're automatically subscribed yeah. to T series. So I'm like, that's bullshit. <laughs> it, that's not fair. PlayStation Two is the number one. Oh yep. yes, yeah. gaming console. That's the so. best console but of all time. Fifty-five million units worldwide. That's insane. Best Can you find ever. the Wii U stat for? I'm um, not the Wii U. The Wii stat for comparison. Stafford the bars bars uh barscape. What was that what show called? Bar rescue. Bar rescue. Yeah. Yeah. Stafford. John Taffer. Tapper. Tapper. Stafford's a totally brand. Uh, let's see. Number one. Let's look at who else is there. Oh, Game Boy. Number 118.69 million. Mm. That's right. It does count Nintendo handholds. Nintendo DS, 18.79. Nice. Um, DSXL, I don't know, 41.37. That's still count for that system as a whole, though. Four. Tom has them all, so. Tommy is the DS, your favorite handheld system. Only the PS4, Switch, PlayStation, and the Wii. Yeah. Join PS2 and the home console surpassing 100 million units sold. Yeah. Sold. So, PS2 has... Oh, here we go. Here's the auction numbers. All right, PS2, 155 million. Yeah. Nintendo DS, 154. Oh. Mm. Game Boy and Game Boy Color, 118. Mm -hmm. PS4, 116. Wow. Nintendo Switch, 103. I don't see this Wii anywhere. Uh, PlayStation. No, but I didn't... 102. Oh, here it is. Wii, 101. Yeah, I didn't... Oh. No, but... Say a good number. I didn't say the Wii was the oh, most selling. Oh, you mean? The Wii Sports is the most selling game of all time because Let's it was see. packaged with... Most? Well, well, console game, yeah, at least. Con yeah, console game. See, I misspoke and said using your number, I thought that the Wii was the best selling console of all time. That makes more sense. Yeah. Here we go. Wait a minute. Yeah. Minecraft. Oh, it surpassed it? Yeah. Minecraft is... Oh, okay. And the number two, Grand Theft Auto Five. Oh. oh wow! Okay, number three Tetris. So yep. a few things passed. And it number then. four, Wii, Wii Sports. Sports. Okay. Remember, for, for for decades, Tetris's record couldn't even be touched. So nope, that's well, a but, good point. But look at uh, Tetris came out in 2006. Oh, the re-release. Okay, re-release. I, I thought that would apply to like all variations. That's what uh, I was thinking. Says EA did the sport. No, it's in the, it up. It's in the it's game. In the game. Uh, September 12, 2006, the initial release date. So maybe remember the new Tetris. I never got it. But Wii Sports 2006, Grand Theft Auto 5 2013, Minecraft. 
That makes that makes sense. Cause Minecraft yeah. is like. I was saying, I remember at one point, Grand Theft Auto V, I think, had the record for I think it did, and then selling. Minecraft the last few years just surpassed it. Because you know what it is? It, it, it had a resurgence again in kids. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know what happened, but all kids of a sudden, like kids it. are playing Minecraft again. Just like Pokemon. Yeah, that's huge now, too. I don't know where that came from. It always ebbs and flows. It just, I don't know where there's a spike, and yeah. all of a sudden, every kid has their Pokemon cards in school. Spike it like in Bible. Yeah. Some trends never die. Mm-hmm. Some trends never die, indeed. Yeah. Or, they, or it just comes in waves. Yeah. Could be like a nostalgic boom or something like that. Mm-hmm. Sonic boom. <laughs> well, think, fighter. Well, yeah. think about it. It's like you know, look at look at sneaker culture. They re-release you know the Jordans every now and then. They go like hotcakes. Right. Video games too. Everything goes in trends. Look, look at clothing. It's like bell bottoms and all that stuff. So things come things always come back around. Right. Do you have bell bottoms, Joe? No. Yeah. Do you? No. Huh. I don't think men. Do they come oh, back? I mean, I think it looks better on women. Mm, yeah. Well, then again, in the seventies, a lot of men had Brady Bunch. True, I didn't like the Brady Bunch. I love yeah. the movies, though. Oh, uh, Hawaii? Hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, while we were going off, Joey actually asked me if the DS was my favorite yes. handheld of all time. But a- actually, don't get me wrong, I love, I love the Nintendo DS. So, so many memories. It's, a, it's an amazing system. and Everyone in my middle school had it. Yeah, yeah, d- during free time, the, the kids, we, we were playing either Mario Kart, Pokemon Down and Pearl, or New Super Mario Brothers. It, it was such a good time. Mm. But but actually, my, my favorite handle system is the Nintendo 3DS. Mm. Okay, 3DS, it's it's an amazing system. It's got so many amazing games on there, and and you can you can play your, your old DS games. And with the eShop, which unfortunately is is going to be closed soon, which I'm not happy about. The the eShop allows you to to download classic Game Boy, Game Boy Color, and Sega Game Gear mm. games. Ooh, Game Gear ahead. Yeah, I, I I had a lot of Game Boy games on my 3DS, and, and playing through them, it, it was amazing. Mm. Does a Switch count as a handheld? Well, it's a hybrid console, so yes. Mm. I do want to correct a clerical error, and my brother jogged my memory. So we talked about like you know entry into gaming last time, and I said it was you know playing Genesis and N64 with other people, and then getting my own. Mm-hmm. So I got my tonsils out when I was three, and anyone who's ever had a tonsillectomy, like you know, like Ugh. yeah, if you would love to share your experience on that, because I feel like every kid who had their con- their tonsils out in our and from our generation has like some cool story. When I got them out, it was around the time that uh, the Game Gear came out. So mm-hmm. in addition to getting all the ice cream I wanted, I woke up in my little hospital bed and there was a Sega Game Gear on the dresser. Nice. That's awesome. So I was I remember playing, like I talked about Green Hill Zone and all that stuff. Actually, my legitimate first foray into gaming where it was my own thing was a Sega Game Gear. And I think all I had was whatever the Sonic handheld game was at the time. Right. And I played that thing back to front until my, until, until my eyes were sore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> One, two, and three came out. Game Gear is fantastic. Built in color. Yeah. <laughs> like that Game Boy Advance. <laughs> different years though yes no I know I'm just saying <laughs> remember Game Boy Advance video Game Boy Advance video I remember Game Boy Printer I do remember uh, uh, Game yeah, Boy that was Printer but, but, but yeah G- G- Game Boy Advance video there, there are these cartridges that allowed you to watch four select episodes of certain shows yes I do remember those in all of their compressed glory mm-hmm. huh. yeah, so, yeah so compressed but it, it was nice what they tried to do even though it it didn't really be wa- watching watching them at home with in better quality, but when you're when you're out when you're out and about, there were still some things that you want to get a fix of. Mm-hmm. I had a rocket power. Oh, on eyes up. I had a Cartoon Network one, a Nickelodeon one, and and I think Bobby had a Yu Gi Oh one. Mm. 
So it's funny because, you know, we talked about things coming back around. We all shared our PSP story. Yes. And what did the PSP have? Those UMD media discs. And I think every PSP came with like, like it was like chocolate with music videos on one of them. Like I remember Cold by Crossfade was on one, yeah. of, on one of the UMDs. And then it was movies. And I'm trying to remember what the movie was. It wasn't Hitch, but I remember having a Hitch UMD <laughs> for some reason. I think the only UMD I had for PSP was, um, it was a family guy. DVD, but it was the one where where like Stewie goes to the future and sees his future self. I don't remember. Untold what, story. That's yeah, the movie. That the, yeah, I had that. I had Predator. Nice, so badass. So again, very broad franchise. Which Predator? Like the original Predator? From oh, the, the original. Okay. And I just remember, you know, being in school and watching that scene where they just chopped that whole fucking forest down. <laughs> I, I, the jungle. It's a great that's scene. My favorite. It's one of my favorite movie scenes of all time. Yeah, it's just like it's a great movie. If it he just, bleeds, we can kill it. <laughs> You son of a bitch. I never had son of a bitch. I'm in. It's just so no, badass to think that like fucking somebody starts shooting into the forest. Nobody even has a question. They just stand there and like, all right, cool. Like, no idea what they're shooting at. They could have been an iguana. They're just we're gonna raise hell right now. You know? the, a lot of bugs. The PSP mosquitoes, yeah. The PSP I remember was just that was something that before it came out, I waited on for like yeah. years before it was even a thing. Like I remember because I was always a PlayStation kid. Um, like, um, I had the original NES, like, at my grandparents' house, so it, but, but, like, my own consoles was always PlayStation, and I always, and, like, yeah, I had a Game Boy, and then, like, all the other, you know, those iterations of, of that, but, like, I always said to myself growing up, I said, I wish PlayStation had a handheld, yeah. so I could, like, take it places, and then, like, they finally made it, and I was, like, Oh my God! What else should I wish for? Like, you know, because like at, at the time, at the time, I was like, did I just will this into existence? Yes, you did. Oh my God! Because like I prayed on that for years. I was like, it wouldn't be fucking awesome if I could play NBA Street in the car somewhere on the street? I can't <laughs> on the street. Like I can't. And then all of a sudden, I was able to do that, and it was fantastic. <laughs> And like I said, I've never had a PSP, but I was always impressed by it. The graphics yes, were fantastic. We're, we're I was great. like, wow, that looks like, like someone's playing their PS2. I'm like, oh my God, that's uh, yep. genius. I, I remember growing up dur during the DS versus PSP days. Wow, that takes me back. I, I, I remember some people were also theorizing that eventually Xbox would try, try their hand at the portable market, even though that never came to fruition. Yeah, I, I remember that because a, a lot of people at the time were thinking like, oh, like, are they going to jump in next? Like, what's it going to look like? And it just, they never, they never did or did they try and scrap it? No, Tommy? I don't think, I don't think they had any plans to begin with. I feel like it would have been interesting and definitely would have potential if done right, but... Maybe it's probably best that they avoided it, just to avoid possible bankruptcy or whatever. Yeah, but for the Apple system. But see, the re the reason why I think it would have worked an Apple. is because it was Microsoft. Well, yeah. Like, I feel like if anybody could have made a handheld console, it would have been them. Oh, yeah, that's a really Soldier good point. <laughs> no, 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 uh, no. Soldier Boy made his consoles. It's called uh, Soldier Game. He actually resold counterfeit consoles. Yeah. I, I have no yeah. idea. Oh, yeah. A couple yeah. years ago. I remember that, yeah. So he basically bought, I forget what it's called. It's like, I think it's called a POW Kitty, but I'm probably wrong. Basically, he just he repurposed this bootleg console from the Asian market, and he put his name on it. That's yep. fraud. <laughs> That's amazing. He's like, oh, it's gonna be the best console. <laughs> Idiots. Idiots. Yeah. It's probably best that Xbox didn't try their hand at it because even Sony bowed out of the handheld market. They did. Uh, yeah. You know, Nintendo's been the. Uh, in my opinion, the untouched king since the Game Boy came out. Oh, so, yes, you know, absolutely. The PSP was... 
See, here's what bothers me. They, they, Sony gave up too fast. They had they, they showed what handhelds could be capable of mm. doing, yes. and they just didn't innovate it enough to make it work. I think having an extra joystick would have been a very smart decision mm-hmm. from launch. I agree. They the Vita had it. So much with the PSP. The Vita had it, right? Because yes. they learned from the PSP, but they just gave up too fast. I think during... if Tommy, you're the master, so correct me if I'm wrong. Okay. Um, around that time period when they quote-unquote gave up, because I do agree with you, weren't they kind of losing the console wars at that point? I think they yeah. were trying to focus more on like... <laughs> Go back to our bread and butter and let's like yeah, really system. get back to Yeah, that was it. Okay. Well, and here here's my thought for that. I think the reason why they they focus on the the, con, the console itself is because Nintendo has a very specific market they cater to. Mm-hmm. Sony is geared more geared more towards competitive gamers, yeah. and hardcore yes. gamers. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to be a hardcore gamer on a handheld. Yes. So the console is really the only machine or that's the the computer or the only machines that can kind of handle that intense gaming. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Uh, handhelds are more for casual gaming, in my right. opinion. Except for the Switch when it comes to Smash Brothers. But other than that, you know, it's... Uh... <laughs> no, it's literally there to be a video game, to be fun. Yeah. Do you, like, the consoles, I mean, like, yeah, you can still have fun with them. But basically, like, you know, you could profit off this shit now. Oh, now, yeah. Being a gamer is, like, a profession. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Pretty much. <laughs> you know you when know, you get mad... And you throw your controller. Don't get mad. Get glad. <laughs> glad forks flex. Feel, feel, feel. I don't know what I'm saying. Go ahead. <laughs> I knew where you're going, but I, I approve. So you know when you get mad, you play a game, you throw your controller, like, Ugh. yeah. How many times? How many PSPs? Oh, think have been broken by? Ugh. Oh, oh, absolutely. Oh, wow, I threw the whole console. Because oh, I, so I remember the original P. Yes, exactly. Yeah, took the words out of my mouth. That was the whole thing. The original PSP was very <laughs> fragile. Yes. And I recall this because I never threw my PSP for any reason, but. One of the, one of the first games I got was uh, the NBA Street Portable for I I think it was called Showdown right they basically took the third NBA Street but ported it with like the tech of the second one and trying to like made like a combined game anyway um, because there was only one joystick the trick moves button went back to the original square button so like when you're playing NBA Street and you're doing all the trick moves before you score you know you're hammering the shit out of that fucking button. My PSP, it's still somewhere in my house to this day. The square button works 100%, but it's like raised and like off kilter because oh. it's like, it's technically broke. Mangled. Because if you, if you look, if you look at the four buttons, the triangle, the circle and the X are, are as if like they just took the shit right out. Of, I just took it out of the box. They're like perfect. That fucking square button <laughs> is like hard to touch and it's on an angle and it's fucked up because i'm just sitting there no see first of all i don't know where it is second of all i have no interest in trying to fix this and i do remember um i remember i i had i had the psp out out for like i went out with my family one day for like dinner and like i'm playing and it's like oh cool the food's here so like you know you put it away whatever and i had the little case for it so Mm -hmm. i put it in the case and i went to put it in my pocket and i missed and it fell Uh. and it hit and it was completely fine but like Right on the corner, just had a little mm-hmm. dent on it. Just, there's a little tiny dent right on the corner. It's really only noticeable if you stare at it. The, ma- the machine didn't break, but it's like, ah, I got a ding here now. That's and, still tragic, and, though. And my square button is so fucked up. Ah. My question for you, because I probably have the same, ex- I probably did the same thing, because I know it will drive me crazy. How annoying was that dent for you knowing it was there? <laughs> oh, it pissed me off. 
But after a while, I just dealt with it. But then every now and then, like I'm, I'm like playing it, and then I just look to the bottom left, and I just see it, and I'm like, mm, fuck, <laughs> dent. Yep. And then I'd be hitting the square button, and it's like, ah, it's weird. <laughs> so you had the dent on one side, and the off kilt the square button on the, on the That's other. That's it. I had no <laughs> other issues ever with that system. Wow. Same. So you basically were just trying to even out the punishment, basically. No, because I did not <laughs> drop it on purpose, Michael. <laughs> I threw my PSP once, but I knew that I was going to throw it, so I threw it right at my bed, and it was fine. Oh, God. You had a calculated, <laughs> I had a calculated, calculated anger attack. I'll get into like breaking hardware, because Corey will laugh at one of my breaking hardware stories, because he will get what caused it, and he'll understand, because he's played it, too. Oh, my PS2 controllers are absolutely destroyed. I still have them. Yeah. Like, the wires are coming out. Oh, my God, yeah. They're, they're like, fucking almost snapped in half. feel weird. <laughs> no, my joysticks are actually okay. Yeah. It's just... I remember um, all my all my trigger buttons on the top. They're all like jammed in, <laughs> yeah, because of NBA Street. <laughs> half in, half out. It's like on an angle. Yep, half yeah. in, half out. They get stuck. And then uh. I remember one of my PS2 controllers, like like the left part of like the handle is like split. Where like if I wanted to, I could rip it in half. Yeah, my first 64 controller was, was like that. Oh. The joystick destroyed. Yeah. Uh, I still have, but you, it doesn't. You can't wiggle it anymore. It just mm. feels weird. You want? It's got it's kind of a shame that over time that some systems be, become a, a bit more fra fragile and easily breakable. But I also like to point out that the original Game Boy is actually strong enough to survive an explosion. Yes, I have heard that. Did you try to explode your Game Boy? No, no, no. Oh, no all right. No. Okay. So, so the, the thing is, uh, uh, some guy in the army had a Game Boy in his po in his pocket. It was caught in the explosion, and, and the, the system itself it's still fully functional. Wow. Uh, it looks destroyed, but it still works. I think that's pretty amazing. Yeah. Was he okay? I I should think so. Yes. <laughs> the Game Boy is more powerful than a man. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> it's like the cockroach of consoles. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. That's a good yeah. comparison, actually. Yes. It's the Nokia cell phone. Yes, the Nokia oh, cell phone. The Nokia N-Gage. No, we don't talk about that. Uh, quick points. So durable consoles, just because you brought that up and I want to lose my thought. The original Xbox, incredibly durable. N64, insanely durable. Yep. Mm -hmm. GameCube 2, though. You know what, GameCube 2. They did a comparison on X-Play between the Xbox, the PlayStation, and the GameCube. Yeah. GameCube took a fucking beating and it still turned on. Nice. They were dropping it from heights, hitting it with hammers and shit, and it still worked. Wow. I gotta watch those I videos. Four. Out of five. five. <laughs> Shout out to Nintendo. I want to tell a really embarrassing story that I've never told anyone. And yes, I, oh, do it right oh now. You got, I'm giving you prime let's roast Mike Is it material. about video games? It's about video games. Yeah. Oh, you want an impersonal embarrassing story? That could be a different podcast. Just roast me for two hours, like whatever you want. That's a different episode. We'll save Boom. those. <laughs> Roasting, part two. I have one request, though. The, the panel has to be massive. It has to include, obviously, you guys, because it's your show. Kyle has to be here and both my brothers, and you guys can just go to town on me. Yes, okay. please. All right. <laughs> All right, so I never broke my PSP, but I did have two of them. Does anybody want to try and guess before I tell you why I needed a second one what happened? You had the damaged one, and then you had the good one. And depending on what <laughs> game pissed you off more is which one you played it on because you knew you were going to throw it. On really amazing logic, actually. <laughs> That's the normal person logic. I don't uh, think anybody's going to get this, but I want to see if somebody can get it. Is it like the whole family guy, like... Well, let's go to the good Denny's. Let's not go to the bad Denny's. <laughs> let's play the good PSP. Let's not go to the bad PSP. I want to say the first one had a technical problem and you had to replace it. You should know the story because I think you saw like what I did I did when it, this happened. It might jog my, my memory, so go ahead. Okay, so 
when the PSP came out, it was obviously eighth grade graduation. We had moved into the house I'm in now. Like it's literally the same exact space. Congrats. Yeah, 2005. Thank you. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I had the I had the my mother gave me the premium bedroom. I had an attached bathroom, personal shower, the whole nine. Like I, I didn't have to leave my room as a teenager. You know what more do you want? <laughs> so I had to charge my PSP because as you guys as you guys know that thing ate battery because of how powerful it yeah. was. So I had a vanity mirror. To my right is the plug, so you gotta elevate the plug to plug it in. I went to sit on the throne and I was a little too attached to my game. I didn't want to turn it off, so I plugged it in in the bathroom. Had to clean myself up. I put the PSP on top of the on top of the tank. Oh. Didn't realize that the cord was wrapped around my body and when I stood up my chest pulled the PSP into the toilet. Oh, oh man. My God. Yeah. Wow. Oh. Pre-flush too, damn. <laughs> No, it was post-flush. You always, you always flush while you're sitting. <laughs> oh, I, no. I can't say I remember that, but my God, that sounds terrible. So I, I fished it out, and this was before you knew. With the, his teeth. No, 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 no. Bobbing for PSPs. No. <laughs> I fished it out, and this is before you, you, know, you, knew, you knew the bag of rice strategy. I tried, everything, oh, yeah. I tried everything to think of to dry it out, and it was just a lost cause. And long story short, I spent my savings the very next like day. I probably had barely enough to buy a new one, but I bought a new one and I never told my dad because he bought it for me for my graduation. Oh. And I'm sure anyone in my life that loves me and respects me is going to listen to this. He's going to be like, you idiot. Why would you admit that? <laughs> to Mike's dad, if you're listening, uh, please stop listening. And just don't listen to the five minutes before this. Okay. Yeah. Never yeah. buy him a PSP again. Yeah. yeah. Never <laughs> buy him a PSP again. I promised the love of my life before I left. I wouldn't embarrass her. I think I broke that promise. Sorry. Uh. <laughs> Your man shits. Ha ha. <laughs> oh, wait. We all do that. Oh. So the PSP I have now, which is still in the closet of my office at home, is, is the second one that has been babied. I took such good care of that after that. My precious. Wait, what was the controller story you were going to tell, too? Oh, okay. So, Corey, what was... So, let me rephrase that. I'm sorry. I, so I, Let me rephrase your name. No, uh, I, 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 Corey. Didn't, I had a setup for you, and I lost it, and I mumbled, and I'm very sorry. That's okay. So, the controller story. on the, I, So, I talked about having to like pick a console, mm. and I got a 360, and I mm. loved my 360. It was awesome. Um, and you talk about willing a game into an existence, and I know there were games for this franchise before, but they never really had a good game. I felt like I, me and Corey and, our, and Paul, anyone who loved MMA at that time, willed the UFC games into existence. Oh, yeah. mm. So UFC 2009, you know, Forrest Griffin was on the cover. If you got in Canada, GSP was on the cover. UFC 2010, Brock Lesnar on the cover. MMA was blowing up. And the reason why I was going to tee Corey up was because when UFC 2010 came out, we got it at the mall in Staten Island. We went to his house. I put it in. He let me play around on his account a little bit, and he watched me rage a little bit. Like, me and him would switch off, and I would get, like, shellacked, and he kind of watched me get a little pissed. But, but I was very careful not to get too mad because it's Corey's controller. Right. <laughs> went home. Started playing. Taking it a little seriously. Like, I'm talking, like, playing online. Had the mic in. Have you ever seen Turtle and Entourage play Fight Night? That's <laughs> oh, what I, yeah, yeah. I remember that shit. Absolutely. That, that's yep. what I turned into. Now, the Xbox 360 controller are very similar to the current gen xbox controls but they're white and they have a wire mm. um i luckily was playing in wireless mode i got knocked out i think i was like chuck liddell and i was trying to time the overhand right and this guy like backstepped me and like timed like the mother of all head kicks like he was Lyoto machida and it was perfect it looked like a real fight right on the side of the temple went down like 17 seconds into the first round and i was trying to get the achievement to do tw get 20 wins in a row and this was like fight 18 so, oh, I, was, no. so this, I was 17 and one at this point mm. because of that loss 
spiked the thing like I was celebrating the, the, the game winning touchdown in the Super Bowl the controller exploded into like pieces oh god oh, yeah I, fucking the, the, the UFC games were so goddamn technical I mean more technical than any fighting game I've ever played in my life like I remember watching you try to play and then me trying to figure out how to play and I was like all right, there's the separate controllers for boxing, there's separate controllers for kickboxing, there's separate controllers for wrestling, which is separate controllers for Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. And I'm just like, Jesus Christ, man. It's grappling, you know, the clinch is so different, and it's just it's so complicated. Yeah. He's absolutely right. It's an analog grappling system, so it's similar to the one in EA UFC, but I can't figure out the EA UFC to save my life. So on the old UFC Undisputed games, which are made by THQ, you would have to, like, so, like, counterclockwise is to, like, pass guard, like, mm -hmm. reverse counterclockwise with, like, a 75-degree angle is to, like, set up, like, an arm, a, a wrist lock. It, it, was, it was so intricate, and it was, like, you ever seen the combo menu in a Mortal Kombat game? Yeah. There oh. were combos just for grappling, like, different ways to, like, mm -hmm. pass guard, get mount, put a choke in it was ridiculous wow. like i the stuff that Corey was talking about me doing it probably took me like six months of straight playing playing to figure out how to even get in that position Yikes. so you're saying it was like too difficult to play it was a great game to play on high difficulty against the computer and against players of similar skill but you would get people in the online mode that were like gods and you would just hate your life trying mm. to play these people oh. it was like as if you yourself were standing in the octagon against that opponent oh yeah yeah you have no chance nope not even close yeah <laughs> So those are my hardware snafu photo. I mean, the photos uh, yeah. stories. <laughs> well, I have a hardware uh, snafu story for you then, too. Yes. Please I, was, do. I was playing Borderlands 2 with Ooh. the fellas on live. And for whatever reason, my internet would always cut out. And it was infuriating. Ah. Mm. So we would be in the middle of a, like a really important mission or a boss. And it would just, I would get disconnected. I'm like, motherfucker. So after like the seventh time of this happening, over a, a period of plays... I was like, fuck this. And I got up and I smashed my 360. Oh. And you know, like when you when your disc gets ruined, you hear that whatever. And I was like, oh, man. So then I was like, shit. Open it up. I looked at it. It's huge fucking like scratch inside. Oh. I was like, this will still work. And then no. I put it back in and it loaded up. I was like, ah, oh, sweet. And I started playing it again and it just went. Eh. And froze. I'm like, <sighs> fuck. Oh, you crushed it. Mm. So, and this was before I really had a job, too. I mean, I was much younger. And, uh, well, it's one or two. One of those two. We were in high school. And I was like, shit. So what I did was I took whatever money I had. I went to GameStop. Bought a brand new version of Borderlands 2. Went home. Took an X-Acto knife. Cut the bottom of the plastic off. <laughs> slid the, the game out. Carefully peeled away the plastic on the bottom. I popped open the bottom like it was an envelope. And I put my hand in, popped the disc out, put the other disc in, closed it, put the sticker back on, slid it back into the sleeve, and thinly super glued the bottom closed again. And I went to GameStop the next day, and I returned it. I got my money back. <gasps> there you go. Oh, yep. my God. I think this is the first time you told the story while we were recording, because you've definitely told me this, like, off air. <laughs> 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 I do. I do feel terrible now as an adult what doing a story. that. But when I was a teenager, <laughs> fuck it. I didn't care as a teenager. But kid, as an adult, kid wanted his sixty bucks. Damn it. Yeah, man. I got my sixty bucks. You know, for all the shit that fucking GameStop robbed me for giving them brand new Robin. games and then giving me like eleven bucks for it. Fuck you. That's what you get. Yeah, mm -hmm. The best gaming robbery story is still Paul getting his PlayStation Four. That oh, made me yeah. laugh so hard. You, yeah, oh, yeah. You, you've definitely told that story. I told that. Yeah. yeah, he told I it last I, episode. I, I did. So yeah. yeah. There you go. Listen to that one right now. Yeah. 
I have a similar story, but it is not at all as good as Corey's. But I, again, I'm going to admit another thing on air. Okay. So TNA Wrestling had a video game called mm-hmm. TNA Impact. Very good models, wasn't a very good game. I thought this was back when we still had Blockbuster. So I went down Forest Avenue to the big Blockbuster that was near Gyro King. Kind of looks like a tanning loft now, I think is what it was at the time. So this was a two-story Blockbuster. It was huge, had stairs. Okay. Well, I rented TNA Impact. I really enjoyed it. I thought, okay, let me buy my own because like Lars said, if I like maybe, like Lars hates, if I like it, maybe I'll buy my own. So I buy the game. I got a ringed copy, like the sealed copy of the game. It had a ring burned into the back, wouldn't even play. Uh. So I thought, okay, let me, what can I do here? I go to Blockbuster, get a fresh copy. Put my ringed copy in the block in the blockbuster copy. Give it back, and I still have the disc. Tommy has all my old Xbox 360 games stacked up in his room. If he opens that right now, you could see like the residue marks of me ripping the blockbuster sticker off of that disc. Oh wow! <laughs> oh man, that's mm. actually also a pretty smart move. I think by the time I had to do mine, blockbuster yeah, was going gone. gone. But that's mm. actually that's a good maneuver though. Hi, too. you two are a criminal. <laughs> yes, yes, I'm. <laughs> the statute of limitations have passed. Well, I think you're safe. I used to be a hustler back in the day. They used to call me Pockets. I'm pockets. Ask about him. He's a hustler. <laughs> that was my anthem back in the day. Does anybody else have like a comparable crazy, like, I can't believe I did this like game or tech story because I feel like this is a gold idea. No. Can't say that I do. No, I don't, I don't think I have anything. No. Mm-hmm. Back to games. Back to games. Yeah. Well... Oh, so, well, we never finished Tommy's original question of favorite games. That yeah, really I, was about, to, I was about to say. I'll say back to game. Yeah. Okay. Well, do you have one, Corey? Because you're the only one who hasn't chimed in on that yet. Well, did you chime in, Joe? Me and Paul can't pick one. Well, he picked. Well, he was talking about Vice City. So he was, went to like well, a I, game I, I, at I, some point, and Tommy didn't franchise. go yet either. Oh, Tommy. Yeah. Yeah. Any more do you want to go next? Do you want to go last? Or you want to go what order? Do you want to go in? I think I'll, I'll say mine real quick. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And going off of my metaverse comment earlier, which, which like I said, alludes to a certain game. Okay. This is a game that I played recently, and I actually just replayed it again, and I I still freaking love it. It's Persona Five Royal. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the, the, the 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 Persona series, long running RPG spinoff of Megami Tensei, and, and at Persona Five in particular, when I first played it, it completely blew me away. You can pour hundreds of hours into it to experience everything it has to offer, even on New Game Plus. There's just so much for you to do. And, and the, the, the world update, which adds new content, I, it's the best way to play it. it regarding the game itself, I, I just feel like the main reason why I love it so much is because it's so real to me. The, the, the story showcases ju- ju- the lanes people will go to, to just to... How do I say this? Okay. Play everything. In a way, but okay. So, so throughout this game, you you you, ch- you try to change the hearts of corrupt adults who think that they can get away with pretty much everything, and you you see the desires that they have in this world called the metaverse. So, yeah, that they're yeah, one of them was a, was a PE teacher who basically saw the school as his castle where he's the king and he uh, he abuses his students. Like the volleyball, he treats the volleyball team like slaves, and and yeah, physically beats them. And uh, I'm not gonna say what he thinks of the female students. It's Amory game though. But 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 yeah, like when you see how sick and twisted people are, and 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 a game like like this sh- shows you the, the lengths that they'll go to. It it really does open your eyes to to how dark the real world can be, but. 
but when you take control of, of the main characters and, and you do, and you, you do your best to, you know, try to save the world, you, you can be the light in these dark times that, 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 that can help, that can help protect the, the weak mm-hmm. and, and show them that they have the power to change the world. Mm-hmm. That's very different for a game. Very. Yeah. That's, that was really deep. Tommy. Yeah, that's really seriously. Deep. I, I feel I feel like I could have worded that better, but no. but but you you still get the the, the yeah. point I'm trying to come across though. Yeah. Like I said, I love this game so much. I I highly recommend it to anyone when they got the time. It, it's so brilliant in every single way. Mm. Tommy, I don't think you could have said that better. Yeah. I think you that said it exactly awesome. how you needed to say it, and it came out perfectly. Thank so. you very much. Yeah, man. I, thank you for that. I mean, that was inspiring in a couple of different ways. You know, inspiring me to want to play the game, and inspiring just for the world itself. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And and to pick a game that's so recent to, as your pick. That's, you know, that's yeah. like, shows yeah. how much of an impact it has. Yeah, I totally agree. Definitely, I love it. Hmm. Oh, damn, that's going to be hard to follow up now. I should have made you go last, Tommy. <laughs> damn. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite game's Pac-Man. <laughs> I disagree. It's a classic. I mean, Mortal Kombat is a very good game, but I think Donkey Kong's the greatest game of all time. time. Donkey Kong sucks. Sure. Hey, no, you know I something? You suck. <laughs> you know how bad I could beat you, right? <laughs> have some more sloppy dough. <laughs> Lady, you scared know. us. <laughs> Who ate 30 peanut butter and jelly sandwiches? I'll tell you who. That damn Sasquatch. <laughs> oh, Billy Madison. We should do a table read one day. Yes. <laughs> Corey. Joe. Well, what is your favorite? Do you have one? Oh, I definitely have one. Okay. Oh, yeah. all right. I well, let's hear it. One, yeah. My favorite video game of all time is Resident Evil 4. Nice. For the GameCube. What are you buying? Yeah, right? What are you selling? You can get the remaster? Or remake, I'm sorry? They're remaking, apparently. I, you know, I probably will because I don't have my GameCube anymore. Oh. But if I can get my GameCube back, or if I can at least just like rent it on the weekends from mm. this person, <laughs> I prefer the GameCube version. I just gotcha. love the GameCube version. I have all my saves on there. I have everything unlocked. I mean, I played that game so many times. It's just, it came out when I was in middle school. I bought it on the day of the Super Bowl. I'm pretty sure my dad was having people over the house for the game. And I was in middle school, so I was like, I didn't give a fuck about the Super Bowl. <laughs> and I was just playing this video game, and I loved it. And I just remember at some point, I got to a level where it was so damn hard, and I couldn't figure out why. So that's when uh, the game guides were so popular. Yeah. <laughs> I used to love getting the game guides. So I got one from, because uh, I lived across the street from GameStop, so I bought the PlayStation 4 game guide, and I'm going through it, and I'm like, oh, that's why it's so hard. I only have a handgun, and I missed the shotgun <laughs> over here, and I missed this upgrade over here. Oh, my God. oh okay, cool. Restarted the whole game again. Oh, got the shotgun. You, you know, I was like, oh, this is so much better. And I remember even as a kid, you know, that game wasn't terribly scary, but there's certain moments where you're like uh, apprehensive about walking through a door because you could just hear the moaning or the chanting. And I'm like, if I open this door, I'm screwed. But if I don't open this door, I'll never beat this game either. And I'll just leave it there for like a couple hours and I'll go do something else and I'll come back. And he's still in the room. And I'm like, oh, I got to do this. And I'll kick in the door and it's just like, and I'm like, oh, I'm dead. But it was totally worth it. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I love that game. More than any game I've ever played before in my life. And I think it probably will always be my favorite game. I've played games that are better than Resident Evil 4, but that's there's no game that's game. better than Resident Evil 4. Yeah. <laughs> I actually, so when we're talking about the, uh, the VR before, yeah. I didn't want to bring it up then because I wanted to save it for now, but my dad got the VR, for, the Oculus for Christmas, and we were playing Resident Evil 4 on the Oculus. Wow. And this is why I don't think VR is going to take off anytime soon, because it's very difficult for players to play long periods of time mm. without getting disoriented and shit. Mm-hmm. 
And even for me, I can only play about 20 minutes before I'm like, I really got to take this off. I'm sweating. I'm cold now because I'm getting so disoriented and dizzy, mm. you know. And I'm sure there's a lot of people who get that way, too, you know, for those kinds of games. Well, that, that type of tech is definitely still in its infancy. Yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, eventually, they'll figure it out where that's not going to happen to people. And I think mm. that's when it's really going to take off. Yeah, I think it's going to be a long time now. Yeah, right? oh, yeah, yeah, no. Like, how do we cure motion sickness? So let's figure that out because yeah. we still haven't yeah. done it yet. We got to get to Ready Player One days. <laughs> right. Yeah. I feel like VR might be a bit overhyped, though. If you, if you think about it. I, I would say so. Yeah, I, I would agree. I did enjoy Virtual Boy. Did you ever play that? Oh, come on. You What's liked Virtual, Virtual Boy? I did. My brother got it. It was okay. pretty fun. After a while, though, when you stop yeah. playing, Because you're only seeing black and red. I was like, <laughs> oh, my God. But it was fun games. It was, games. it was definitely innovative at the time. It's I just that the, t- the technology it was, just wasn't there. It was before there. its time, though. Oh, yeah. It was the, way before its time. The technology was not there. Yeah. KB toys. So wait, so how did you play it? On the stand, or did you like tape the fucking thing to your head? No, on the stand. Oh, okay. It came with the little, you know, like stand, and you yeah. just whoop, you And it was your, comfortable. Put your face mm-hmm. in it. I mean, you had to adjust it, and you get a good position, and just kept playing. And then, mm. but after you had to, you had to adjust after you stopped playing, right? And your eyes immediately hurt. Yeah. Yeah, but it was fun. It was definitely interesting. The future is now. <laughs> That was a tagline, right? Oh, I don't know. I was just saying that. Uh, go ahead, Mike. No, thank you for that, because I didn't realize how like intricate Virtual Boy was. I always heard about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Corey, you brought up a great point with the Oculus, and I want to ask a question, because, again, my experience with it has very, been very limited. So you said that, like, obviously the disorientation, the motion sickness, but do you think playing a game like Resident Evil especially led uh, was adding to like the the, the distress and the, 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 the I'm sorry and, and the discomfort because think about it it's a it's a horror game mm. do you think that being an oculus also like l- the way that was presented in oculus should say do you think that lessens your playing time even more do you or do you, I feel like I'm not worrying this problem do you get what I'm trying to say here well I will compare it to this then yeah uh, well I guess two things my dad had another VR set a couple years before he got the oculus mm-hmm. and until Dawn, if anybody knows that game, it was yeah. wildly popular when it came out. They came out with a VR version called Russia Blood. And it's uh, essentially like you're in your mind, I guess, and you're on a roller coaster each time, and you're pretty much rolling through a roller coaster, but you also have to like kill shit too. It was very Ooh. fun. But it was like the same idea. I think it's the first person motions that do it, you know. And like you see what you're supposed to see, but it's also not what you're seeing, and it's disorienting. Now, there's another game on the Oculus we were playing called, uh, like, Beat Something. It was like a uh, like Guitar Hero. Beat Saber? Beat Saber, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That game was a lot easier to play for an extended period of time because you only have to look forward. And games where you have to look turn and full range, I think it's very difficult. But if I could just look forward and play, it's a different story. You would love Virtual Boy. Oh, <laughs> yeah, because yeah, I could only look uh, in that one so direction. So maybe they should focus more on... Um I mean, it wouldn't be the right term for it nowadays, but a side-scroller. You only have to go in one direction. Mm. Mario. Actually, that would be pretty interesting. Or, or, or Crash Bandicoot along or, the lines. Right. Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah because even though Crash Bandicoot was 3D, it still followed the, 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 the linear design. Right. Yeah. Yoshi's. <laughs> Yoshi Island? Mom? Right? 64? Yeah. Yoshi. Yoshi's Island was on Super oh, Nintendo. Yeah. Oh, then what's the one on 64? Story. Oh, yeah. Yoshi's Story. That was a great game. So can I ask a silly question? Like, like if you get, let's say they do like a game like that, how would jumping work in Oculus? You jump. Like, do I have to physically jump while in my chair? Yes. May, yeah, that, that could be proven tough. You go up and down. It is interesting because in when we, when we played Russia Blood or when we played uh, Resident Evil, 
we, we sat in like a gaming chair and we just have to like rotate our whole bodies. But when you're up and you have to actually physically do the movements, it's oh. hard. Which is why I'm glad that you don't have to actually uh, okay. walk to move in the game. You just have to move the yeah. joystick a yeah. little bit. Oh. Uh, so maybe they would do like a designated A button for jumping. Oh. Yeah, no, I'm dumb. I'm, I'm dumb. Because when you said that, that got me to think. I was like, Yo, what if you were playing like GTA and VR? Like... You go to steal a car. Do you go outside and steal somebody's yeah. car? <laughs> no, no, no. Get in. <laughs> you drive in the car in real life with the VR. Alright, have fun. What if it can be like Ready Player One running around those treadmills? Right. Well, well they do like have that. those. They have those circle things where you could actually run on. I don't know how the match. they work. Yeah, though. I have seen those. Yeah, yeah, right. It's weird. Like I don't. How do you do that? They have the, the, the yeah. Call of Duty thing where like just. Running on it. Didn't one of you send a... Uh, Probably. Yeah, I think you guys sent one of the videos mm-hmm. of that. And I was like, oh, shit, yeah. this does exist. Yeah. <laughs> they do exist. Oh, you son of a bitch. I was just going to say that. <laughs> they do exist. Uh, he Santa. does exist. Uh, Santa. Uh, Santa? <laughs> Every year, I love that. Mm-hmm. Tommy, here's a video game franchise that I think you'll appreciate. Okay. There's a game that I played a lot on Nintendo 64. I think I know what it is. Do you? I believe I do. Oh, this would be crazy if you guess guess. what it is right now. I'll be very impressed. Does it involve a group of dogfighting mercenaries? No. I don't (laughs) know what that is. Can I Uh, give a hint? Dogfighting mercenaries? Well, no. Well, do you remember a maneuver known as the barrel roll? Oh, Star Fox. Oh, man. The way you pitched that, I was like, what the (laughs) hell game is he talking about? Oh, see, you said dog. I was thinking of Fox. I was thinking of, like, Star Fox is fantastic. We can get on that if you want. I was thinking of Mercenaries for PlayStation 2. That's what I thought you were talking about. Did we talk about Star Fox last time? I was thinking Ace Combat. Uh, We did Uh, talk a little bit about Star Fox. That was not on 264, but but I will gladly get to that as well later. Well, he thought PlayStation 2, so we're in the ballpark. I will gladly get on that as well. But, yeah, your franchise? Mario Kart. Oh, yes, of course. Mario Kart 64, I must have logged many many hours of my life on there because it's just a game you could just always go back to i always had my 64 hooked up if anybody who's been to my house mm-hmm. <laughs> not now because it's not hooked up but oh. for years it was always hooked up in my room like the ps the newer mods uh, consoles were downstairs my room had the nes and 64 hooked up all the time so I would every now and then we're going upstairs mario car 64 uh and i would play it even if i just beat like a new game on my ps3 whatever back then ps4 i'm like <sighs> Back on 64, play some Mario Kart. Mm. And it's just, it, oh, you can play it over and over again. There's just something about it. It's, it's a charm. It's got a charm to Double it. Dash came out. I didn't have GameCube very long. My brother got it for a few months. Then he sold it for after a few months. Yeah. But whatever, I had it for a few months. And Double Dash was this, it, it took 64 and it was it made it better. You had to do two players co op thing. And yeah. It just made it fun. Then the Wii came out and I never got a Wii, but I played the Mario Kart and it was very hard. I couldn't do it, and I kept going through the walls, and ever since then, Mario Kart, I haven't been yep. good at it. But 64 started it all, and that was really fun. I was always DK, by the way. <laughs> Donkey Kong was my guy. I don't know who you guys yeah. picked, but Donkey Kong was my dude. I'm always Mario. Yoshi. Mario. Yoshi. Toad, bro. Toad. Yeah, Yoshi. And then Double Dash, I liked Donkey Kong a lot, because I could punch. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's one of the movers. All the time. Yeah. You punch in Double Dash? Yeah. yeah. You could well, legit... Well, you don't have an item. Punch people. They have oh, abilities. When you crash into them? And if you're a big dude like DK or Bowser, you could... Boom! Yeah. Wait, what do you mean you have abilities? When you crash into people, you just punch them by default? Or like, is it a I don't know. Button? I just kept doing it a lot. Uh, if I remember correctly, I think you press R, the L or R button when you, when you don't have an, an item or someone Are you kidding someone me? those lines. So I drive next to people and just boom, DK yeah. punch them, and then they would go off the track. Oh, I'd yeah. like to do that. <laughs> yeah, me, me and Bobby played Double Dash a lot when we were kids. Mm. Yeah, he was a, he was a driver, I was a thrower, but we made a good team. Mm. 
I always I think I liked uh, uh, Baby Mario mm. and Kid Bowser because their specials were so good. Yes, mm. but it depends. Like the smaller guys were faster. Yeah, the bigger guys were more broad. Yeah, and they you could hit. And, and the middleweights were always balanced. Yeah, it got really technical the last few years with the whole different different yeah. wheels, different yeah. thing, different them. Like oh my god, what did I pick? And, and the item balancing. Yeah, my my favorite part, my my favorite thing to play in Double Dash was Baby Park. It was just like seven or eight <laughs> laps around a circle. Yeah. And there would be so many fucking shells just going, ar- <laughs> going around the damn track. And it's just like, oh, my God, there's so much hell going on right now. It's worse than eight. Oh, God. Rainbow Road. Well, Rainbow Road's my favorite. But, Corey, did you like Baby Park because you kept playing as kid characters? Is that on purpose? <laughs> well, because, well could, Kid Bowser's special was geared for that level. I mean, because... Well, this is just circle. It's not going off the track, so it just it keeps going. And with the baby Mario, the chain chomp, it just it'll yeah. take you around and knock out everybody. Yeah. So it was perfect for that. And then Diddy Kong and Donkey Kong were super fucking irritating on that map, too, because there'd just be giant banana peels. Yes. And they would turn into smaller banana peels. And, you know, you can only avoid those banana peels. For so they long. still have shortcuts in the newer games? Yes. Mm-hmm. All right. Because I mean, 64 started it all with the whole. I know uh, Super Nintendo yeah. had Mario Kart, but yeah. 64 had the shortcuts. Yeah. You're on the beach. Yep. Ah, uh, the yeah, beach one. Yep. Beach. And yeah. With so the ramp. You had to tie it right. Yep. You get in that ramp. You go in that hole. You are <sighs> way ahead. Yep. You're in that race. Mm-hmm. Rainbow Road. Yeah. Uh, Do you know uh, what I'm talking uh, about? Oh, that that exploit. Yeah. <laughs> Rainbow Road. When mm-hmm. you first start, mm-hmm. you go right and you jump off the level and you just keep going and you land on like the track that's like <sighs> way ahead of you because you just jump the level mm. and if you land it perfectly. Mm-hmm. You are. That's it. You're, you just you won't drive. Just it. You just keep going. La, 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 la. It's a leap of faith, though. Not to mention. Sometimes it. you would miss, and it was very annoying. <laughs> and, I was like, and I went past it. Like, and here I go. And, and, and of course, that rim road in particular was a very long track. <laughs> of course, it was brought back in eight, and now it's divided into circuits, but it's still a fun track. The original rainbow road track, right? And that song was yeah. catchy. Oh yes. But I used to. Da, 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 da. I love that song. Da, 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 da. <laughs> Oh, I, love I, for a while. I used to love if I if I knew I was gonna lose Rainbow Road or if I was already like in, go like in the back of the yeah I'll <laughs> yeah. go backwards oh, and fuck yeah. up everybody Ooh, and yeah. then I would just park the car in between two banana peels and I would just park yeah. and then like yeah come do it I'm, I'm not winning this anyway so yeah. I don't care yeah. fuck with me I think my earliest memory of getting video game triggered is when I got turned around on a Mario Kart level and I did that wrong way thing flashing yep. across the screen oh yeah yeah see in the newer. Uh, I was, pl- I was playing uh, Mario Kart a couple of weeks ago at, at, with Kyle and them, and when you fall off the track, you get back on much faster yeah. than mm-hmm. you did in the I know, the it took GameCube. forever back yeah. then. You, you gotta pick you up, like, come on, come yeah, on. Yeah, I gotta go. go. And then you're hitting the A button too fast, yeah. and then it's like, oh, like, oh my god. Yeah. right, though, with the light. Yep. <laughs> get that yeah, yeah, boost. Yeah. Use the boost to get through. <laughs> Use the boost. Yeah. I played Mario Kart 7 a lot throughout high school. It, it, it was so much fun. And actually used to, I actually used to play with my friends on, on the bus to and from school. And sometimes I, I used to troll them. Like, like when, I was about, when I was about to win, I would, wait for them to, to, <laughs> I would wait for them to cross the finish line. But I had the Tanuki tail ready. And then, bam, I hit them and I win. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Tommy the troll over yeah. here. Okay, to be fair, I don't do that anymore. But uh, you, if you it, did in high school. <laughs> if you didn't do it since yesterday. <laughs> no, seriously, though. But uh, if, if anyone does want to challenge me in Mario Kart, Please feel free to do so. Mm. I'm, I am always happy to showcase my skills. Mm. <laughs> Paul is taking off his headset about to call Tommy out. 
Kyle just posted that he was in a Mario Kart tournament the other day. No, nah, it was it was a Smash tournament. He's doing both. No, it was two. It was one with oh, a Smash was and one was oh. the yeah. Yeah. Mario Kart. Yeah. See, yeah. I would say the original Mario Karts, Mario Kart in '64 and Double Dash. I think '64 only had what four cups. Yes. And it had four maps per cup. So it only had 16 levels, the whole game. Yes. What did Super uh, Nintendo have? Double Dash had... Uh, Probably half that. The Super Nintendo had, had five cuts with five tracks. That was nauseating. Uh, Double Dash, I think, had six cups, four levels. So... Uh, okay, th- there were three cups and one unlockable cup with, 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 with again, a total of 16 tracks. And, oh, so it's only 16 tracks? And oh. and there, there was a World Cup where you go through all the tracks. Oh, yeah, Don't yeah, forget, yeah. Double Dash, once you beat the game... You could reverse the levels and redo everything over. Mirror World. Mirror World. Yes, and that's how you got uh, Petey Piranha and Boo. And there were some wor- some levels were actually better in the mirror. I agree. I was like, ooh, this is way better. Yeah. <laughs> There's some levels I despised in that fucking game. Like what? Um, I hated that ice level. Sherbet Land. I, I hate driving on ice. The physics mm. are just, they suck so yeah. bad. And I hated the Dino Land too. Because oh. you hit that, that fucking bridge the wrong way, you're going off. That dinosaur would mm. stomp you yeah. at the worst possible moment. Mm-hmm. Or, oh, even Donkey Kong Mountain was fucking horrible, too. Uh, okay, that's a fun track, but yeah, that, that, that's pretty frustrating. Oh, you you, you hit that curve too hard, you're yeah. going right off the oh, fucking yeah. map. I'm and like, the oh, rocks. oh, my God. Yeah. But then you had, like, the city truck I loved. I loved Baby <laughs> Park was good, great. Yeah. You know, <laughs> other part, the other ones were really cool, too. But nothing will beat, in my opinion, 64 uh, Rainbow Road. That was mm. one of the best maps ever. <laughs> and then you had fucking uh, Battle, the Battles. The battle Boom Battles. Always fun. Oh, that was great with uh, sleepovers. Yeah, that was my favorite yeah, part. Three of balloons. Like, yep. Block, Take them. Let's go. Block Fort. Yeah, that was always my favorite. Block Fort. Yep. Agreed. No, those N64 era games had great split screen co op. You know, we've talked at length about GoldenEye, Star Fox had a dogfight mode. That Mario Kart thing, the Mario Kart battle mode, like you said, insane. Yeah. And I think, that, weren't there, Tommy can remember better than me because I do, I, I don't remember the exact specifics. Weren't there variations? It wasn't just to like, knock each other out. There were other things you could play in that. Um, in 64, I think there was only balloon battle. Yeah. It was only balloon battle. Okay, maybe I'm crossing stories. You could raise people. Yeah, besides that. Yeah. D- yeah, Double Dash had Shine Runners. Well, that's like balloon battle too, right? Yeah, yeah all, of them, all of them had balloon, yeah. had balloon battle. That, that was the go-to. That's like a relic of a bygone era. Like You really don't get like the split-screen couch co-op games anymore. Uh, that's a real shame. You know, Mike, I'm glad you brought that up. I was literally thinking about that earlier today. You know, games back then were geared like to what you just said sleepovers mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know games nowadays are not geared for sleepovers they're geared for like hey let's yeah. go to your house you're gonna go to your house i'm gonna go to my house exactly and we're gonna play and separately. we're not gonna yeah. interact and what's yeah. the life? huh what the hell is that I mean, mean? my system's here your system's there why would you play it what i can't play call of duty with this you system while only has house. one controller what are you talking about yeah the fuck is this bullshit your system had four controllers on it? What, how's it what kind why? of shit is that? Why would you have four? Yeah, stupid. We had friends that you hung out Remember with in real mul- life. Multi taps? Yeah. Just <laughs> go online and play yeah. friends. What screen? Sh- what, what, what's uh, what is screen lurking? What is that? I don't know. Stop looking at my screen. Yeah. Why are you picking our job? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's a shame that this generation does not have the luxury that, that you, you, you guys had. Of friendship? <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that for sure. <laughs> The real game was the friends we made along the way. <laughs> oh, that was a game. But, 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 uh, oh, damn reward. Okay. I, I think it's, I think it's fair to say that nothing beats the magic uh, of the, the, those 90s sleepovers with, with, with the couch competitive multiplayer games mm-hmm. and split screen. 
that that really is an, an amazing feeling that you can go back to. But but to, to actually try and emulate today, I I I feel like it, it can still rekindle th those memories, and 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 maybe maybe give this generation what 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 competitive multiplayer was like back mm -hmm. in the day. Joe, you want to face me on Ken Griffey Jr.'s baseball? Sure. <laughs> Sounds good. Because right. we can't do that online, so I have to be next you're to you in order to do it. Just Sounds just good. Say, though, I'm really good at it. Okay, I don't think I ever played. Okay. Because it was N64, right? It seems like a fair yeah, fight. No, yeah. no. I, I think, updated it, though. I think... Till I think... Because every year, the Yankees would get new play. You know what Right, I mean? so you, yeah. you would trade. In 97, so I would trade it a lot. And, you know, for the last... From 97 to, like, 2007, there's the same players just about, you know. Maybe okay, I took A-Rod, yeah. yeah. trade him from, from the you know, Seattle, put him on the Yankees. I put Giambi, boom, the Yankees. I put everybody. Had to get rid of some of the right. late 90s. I'm like, oh, damn it. I had to kept updating it. But <laughs> I would destroy a lot of people in Korea Junior's baseball. That was, Slugfest was a sequel. That was all right, but. Yeah. Kobe Bryant's courtside. Right. Fantastic. Wave race. Wave race. I love wave race. That was fun. Oh, that was on the jet skis, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah I remember and that. And if you travel yeah. too far. Oh, wait, no, that wasn't Wave Race. That was another game, I think. Was it Wave Race? If you travel I, too far, the tentacle gets you. Giant Squid. Was that Wave Race? Or was that another game? Oh. That might have been another uh, jet ski game. Hydro Thunder? No. Mm. Oh. But those are the only two win, no. Those on PS2. Afro Thunder. No. 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 Afro Samurai. Oh. Ah, great show. But, Mike, you mentioned earlier Ace Combat. Oh, my God. Have you played Ace Combat? I haven't played a Ace Combat. Have you played a Ace Combat? I so I've played Ace Combat PlayStation Two Air. I played Ace Combat. I Which always. I, what's up? Which one? I, it was the first two, I think. No, well, what, one and two came out like PS. So what, so out. I had Ace Combat Four was the first PS Two one. Then Ace Combat Five was the greatest. Ace Combat Four. I, Ace Combat Four is one of my first PlayStation Shadows Two games. Yeah. Ace Combat Four. Five was is Five is one of my favorite games of all time. Ace Combat Five. I replayed that campaign so many times. It had great soundtrack. It introduced me to freaking Puddle of Muds. Uh, blurry, great, which is my favorite. Great, songs. great song. But just a great campaign. I remember, you know, the, your main character. You were Blaze, uh, and you know, you didn't talk, but you had your three little wingmen, and just you could you could guide them with a the D pad. You could oh, yeah. up, you know, yeah. all right, attack up, defend me up, go next to me. You could just do that. The graphics were really good. It just made me want to be a fighter jet, uh, fighter pilot, and all that. But yeah, five was really good. Then there was Ace Combat Zero, which was the Belkin War prequel. I think as the years progress, they st I mean, they're still making Ace Combat games. They're, they're still fun, but nothing beats Five. Five, for me, was legit in my top ten favorite games of all time. A lot of PS2, actually, a lot of PS2. 64 and PS2 take those spots in the top ten. 64 for me, definitely. A lot of 64 and a lot of PS2. Corey, I know there's a game that I have in my head that you know. Well, I'll get to that later. PS2. So I was just looking up this Ace Combat, uh, Ace Combat 5. The Unsung War. What a ah, cool name. It's such a great game. Great, a great soundtrack. Name. So good. Yeah. Good story. I've never played an Ace Combat before. I've heard of it. I've never played it though. Yeah, same. And to have five, like number five on a PlayStation 2, pretty cool. Right? Yeah. It's like, wow, there's so many pre-PlayStation 2. I was very sad when 6 came out exclusively to Xbox. I was like, oh, I hate you. Traitors. Mm. I hate you. I hate you. I hate you. But then 7 and other games come back on PS4. I was like, yay. But yes. And that's the only game I played Invert Access. Ah. Because I want to be a fire pilot. So. Well, that's what we call immersion. Think about it. You tried. To, you made it like as realistic as possible. Yep. Way. Agreed. That's that's incredible. Like a little thing like that. Some people probably don't even think about that decision. That's crazy. I remember when Seven was coming out. They had a demo at Comic Con, and they had the, the PS4 joystick 
thing that was made exclusively for Ace Combat, and I got a simulator, and I was like, all right, let me try it out, and nope, not, I'm like, not yet in this, I, nope, it was hard, mm. so I just bought the regular, yeah, just use my controller, because I was, nope. Um, I mean, I have more games on PS2, but I could, you know, you guys, I feel like, could take the reins a little bit, and then circle back to me, or I can keep going, it's up to you. <laughs> well, I think, I mean, I, I talked a lot earlier, so. Killzone 2. <laughs> oh, man, oh. yeah. Killzone franchise, the Halo Killer. There's been a lot of those. It tried to be. Which clearly be. we could see which one won that battle. Because, you know, only because um, Killzone's being brought up right now and not Halo. It so. is. I'm bringing it up. You're not yeah. watching the Killzone TV show on CBS All Access? <laughs> <laughs> Oops. Killzone uh, franchise. Good. <laughs> I liked it. Uh, one was a really good game. I enjoyed yeah. it a lot, played it a lot. And then two came out. Exclusive, you know, PS3. Mm-hmm. And it was one of the launch games. Mm-hmm. Remember the trailer? The fake trailer that came out. Mm-hmm. But then the real trailer came out. I was like, all right, cool. But PS2, uh, PS3, sorry. PS3, Killzone 2. I I don't really play replay a lot of first-person shooters. Because I just once I beat them, that's it, I'm done. But Killzone 2, nope. I would replay that. I would change the difficulty. And I never, I hate doing difficulty changes. But I'm like, mm. you know what? No, I want to play this again even harder. Let's go. I would change everything. I would replay that so many times. Killzone 2, like I said, it's one of my favorite top 10 games. Great graphics. Fun and just... Mm. Three came out, not as good. PS4 version, that's all right. But Killzone Two, that was the t- that was the peak. That was the peak right there of Killzone. I hope it comes back one day. I would. I, it's, a, it's a fun franchise, but there's that. I remember having uh, the the PSP version also. Oh. I can't remember what it was called. Oh, I went to PS3. Was that Killzone that. Liberation? I realized I went to PS3. Liberation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Liberation, right? Yeah, I had that for PSP, and obviously I had the original Killzone also. Man, it's bringing back memories now. <laughs> like, we always say that's like nostalgia. The Hellgast. The Hellgast, yes. It looks a lot like Nazis. Well, I guess it was kind of like the... the yeah. Yeah, uh, I think uh, that's the, what they were going for in that one. Are those like the the guy, the armored guys with the yellow eyes? Is the, the red the, eyes. Yeah. Red, red eyes, okay. Yeah. They, I mean, it's a fun story. I remember when Sony gave started giving games away for free, and when there was the the, uh, the PlayStation Network hack, they gave away Infamous and one of the Killzone titles. Oh, uh, the PS4 Killzone. Yeah, they get that for yeah. I have those. Yes, exactly. Yeah. That's it. Corey showing a picture of what we just described, but um, but like I was gonna say those, like you know, like when you would highlight a game on the dashboard, it would do like the splash screen, like it like it takes up your whole screen, like instead oh, of being, yeah. instead of being the background, it would be like, like Netflix. Yeah. So that's what literally what Corey just showed me. Like, even though I never actually played a kill zone, like I have the games in my digital library. It's like that to me is like a very recognizable image of gaming. Like everybody knows like Sonic Mario Master Chief. I feel like the, although not as recognizable, that kills that character in kill zone is a, is like a probably like m- m- top 50 design in gaming. I think everyone could look at that and say that's kill zone. Well, that's the thing with Halo. You had Master Chief every game. Well, just about, you know, besides reach and all that, but like, Killzone, you switched up the characters a lot. One, you were the main character. He showed up in two, but you didn't play as him. Mm. Two and three, you were the same guy. And then four, on PS4, you were a completely different character. So it's like, it wasn't consistent. I think if you stay consistently the same character, because I love the character in two and three, and I wanted more of that, but then they got rid of that. So I was like, oh, at least with Halo, I'll give them that. They you get to play as Master Chief every time. That's like his story. But, or even like uh, Gears of War. You, know, you play as Dumb. Phoenix and all that. So it's like... Mm. Consistent. <laughs> Consistent. Yeah. Well, until I think Judgment came out, and then it, you, you were playing as Baird, because then it became a Baird. Baird story. And I think, uh, was it Gears of War 5, they were playing, you, you were playing as the kids of right. the original Cogs. 
you play as uh, Phoenix's son, and I didn't play Gears 5 yet. I believe 4 was Phoenix's son, and then 5, there's a f- female main character, but she's got some connection to like all of them. Yeah, I stopped playing after 3. I bought Judgment, and I just never played it. I've only played 1 and 3. 1, what? 2, and 3. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Same, one, I, two, I'm sorry. Same 1 through 3, but I have Xbox Game Pass, so my goal is to play the ones that I missed, mm. because you get them for free if you have Game Pass. Yeah. So. What, was, what was your favorite uh, Gears of War? Oh my god. Um, I love three. I think it's a great ending and one is iconic, but for me, because it's the frick. So I, I think I told my Halo story that I skipped Halo 1 and then I played Halo 2 and then went back and played 1 because everyone was like, you got to play this, so mm. go get Halo 2. Same thing with Gears of War. I got Gears of War 2 as a Christmas gift. Like I, I don't know who recommended it for me. It might have been my dad. And like Sometimes my dad would just buy me random games, but I played Gears 2 and I came in and I talked to you and like, bro, you got to play Gears 1. And I think it was Dashi was selling Xbox games and I bought Gears 1 off of him for like 10 bucks. I beat it in like two days. So that's what sold me on Gears of War. But for me, best one is Gears 2. I know we talked about it before, like uh, Gears, which one and all that. Also, I didn't have an Xbox, if you remember, but I always play with either my brother or with friends' houses. That's the only way I could play Gears of War. And I said, I always said it for years, if I was going to buy an Xbox, it would be only because of Gears of War. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'd have to say two because I think we, we talked about it maybe off air, on air, who knows? Because they had different. When you were underground, right? You yep. were sniping. Like you, if you look at one group of people, if you look at another, like they were doing their own thing, and you mm-hmm. could, like, oh wow, they're doing their thing. And they're just, like it was very the CP was really cool about that. Yeah. Uh, but the story wise with that, I like the underground. You could split up, go over here. Or you take the take the hill. I'm gonna take down. You know, you snipe, protect me there. You over here. Three was a lot more emotional though. I give you that. Yeah, with, yeah uh, agreed. Dom and everything with that. Um, but yeah, I think two is more probably better. What I love about Gears, just to build on that point, I it's he talked about like the difference in mechanics, people doing their own thing. What I loved was the cover-based shooting because it was a third-person action game, and I like I played a lot of FPSs. I didn't really play any third-person shooters that, at that point in my life, except for like Ratchet and Clank and um and uh, like the Star Wars, the original Star Wars Battlefront games, which oh, are awesome, I like love one those and two. Games, yeah. So. To play Gears of War as a third-person action game and having that snap-to-cover system and the blind fire and the active reloads, it just did so many cool things. Make sure you reload correctly, though, Gears of War, or else you have to yep. take more time and it's stupid. I think Gears of War 1 and 2 are The Fellowship and The Two Towers. Mm. Oh. Fellowship was a great movie. I love that movie, and it was my first movie. Same thing with Gears of War. I love the first Gears of War. It was my first... That's why I got, I got the Xbox, was for Gears of War. Mm. But Gears of War 2 expanded... Yeah. Everything. Yeah. I mean, I remember when, like the first time that, like, it opens up and you get that like Bill Pullman speech in Independence Day in the beginning, <laughs> and then you you you're like literally just traveling and you just see how many fucking yeah. like locusts there are, mm-hmm. and you're just like shit. This there's so many fucking enemies now. Like this is a war. This is some real shit going on here, and you know like the fucking Brumax and all that shit. And you're just like holy crap. They really expanded the what Gears of War one was. Gears of War one was contained. Yeah. And then Gears of War 2, they showed what was happening with everybody else. Like, they're all Dom's story, but Gears of War 1 was contained on Dom. Gears 2 broadened it beyond the scope of him, even though it was through him, if that makes any sense. So, I wholeheartedly agree. And then, like, 3 to me is, like, The Return of the King, which is my favorite uh, Lord of the Rings movie. Oh, shit. Yeah, my yeah. favorite Lord of the Rings is Return of the King. And then for like Two Towers and Fellowship, I agree with your logic. So, But for me with Gears, it's a little different. I, it's 2-3-1 for me, and that's not saying one is a bad game. It's just the other two raised the bar so much. Xbox had this trend with Gears of War, with Halo, where the first game would be like this 
like watershed moment in gaming, but in the sequel, the sequel took that and basically reinvented the wheel and showed what like gaming could be as almost like an art form. Because like you said, you got those intense war scenes and gears, you got those monologues with Halo 2, you saw it from like the Covenant's perspective and you played as the Arbiter and the Elites played different, you had the active camo and there was this whole theocratic and religious subtext where, where with like hypocrisy and everything. So to see, I really think Microsoft from like the, from the announcement of the new, the original Xbox up to like probably like around when Halo 3 came out in 03, I'm sorry, 07, they, whenever they did something that was like considered innovative, they did something that was maybe not as innovative for the industry, but blew the first version of that game out of the water. They did really strong sequels. Yeah, I agree. And it's not generally that common, but I think what they, when you take what was familiar and everybody loved and they just expand upon it, that's how I think you make a successful sequel. You took the essence, you kept the essence, but we're just going to add a little bit more to it. So we keep talking about like these awesome single player campaigns in these in these shooter games. Now and we've we've kind of like segued around to multiplayer, like complete package games. Like I feel like it's always one or the other. Like it's either all oh, great single player, great multiplayer. Played this with my friends. Played hours for this alone. Is there any game that like if someone if you could like you heard someone say I didn't play X game because I I, I care about X or Y. What is like your example of a complete package game to make someone like to be to, that would like satisfy all that would that would satisfy or check all boxes. So a campaign and online. What has a good campaign and a good multiplayer uh, situation, or or like that X factor? You know, I'd say Gears is definitely in that lineup. Uh, GTA. Um, those are the top two in my head. I guess Halo Reach was was really fun. Reach is Star Wars Rogue One. Again, I think about Xbox, it. But I played Halo One, Two, Three, and Reach on my friends' houses. And Reach, I was, I was, that was fun. Yeah. I'm really trying. Oh, uh, mm, Battlefield. No. There's newer ones because the online's fun with that. Can't yeah. one. I took your recommendation on bat- on Battlefront Two, and I really enjoyed the campaign. Yeah, but that mu- that multiplayer, sure, yeah, but that multiplayer is ridiculous. Do you mean multiplayer as in it's a separate component of the game, or is it just going to the main campaign with other people? Okay, co-op can be factored in, but I'm just trying to say, like, you know, there's very few games these days that, like, check all the boxes. It's either one or the other, because we want, like, premium online with a season pass that has replayability, or we just want this mm. high-level cinematic campaign a la Red Dead Redemption 2. So, I'm trying to, is there anything you think in any point, maybe in, like, the last 10 years, that's, like, a complete package? I'm trying to, like, because my, I initially went to Left 4 Dead, but that game's the same game online as it is offline. It's the same exact game. But there's, um, there's nothing wrong with that. Some people might want to play the single player just for that experience. Some people might want the multiplayer just for that experience. Some people might want both. Uh, to me, I think a good multiplayer is is just can give me more of what I want. Like, I, there's no such thing as wanting more of X game. So I think with Left 4 Dead, it, you mostly play it for the online experience. So the, the campaign is actually weaker. It, it's too weak, in my opinion, to count. So I'm going to have to really think about it different. Try, oh, uh, no, that's also I just think for 10 years, GTA 5. Yeah. Overall, as an overall campaign was phenomenal online is that but as I'm trying to think what else in the last 10 years I a, lot, s- a lot of Call of Duty games they focus too much online I was going to say Call of Duty Modern Warfare Call. 2 Call. Call. Modern Warfare 2 I think is like one of the best campaigns in gaming and then that multiplayer was game changer with the new one or the original hmm what ah I agreed I'm very confused yeah, no. right now no. Uh, I already stopped talking. I have no idea what's going on. 
Oh, no, I thought I was ranting too much. I no, apologize. No, you're fine. <laughs> oh, no, yeah, yeah, go that, for that it. That was on me. I had a brain fart. So, Paul, you said the uh, the original or the remaster, you mean, from yeah, Modern Warfare? So, for Modern Warfare 2, I'm saying the original one that came out in two th- the fall of 2009. Okay. Because, or was it fall of 2000? I mean, that trilogy fall 2010. in general was, that was a good story. Yeah. Modern Warfare uh, trilogy. Yeah. World War Three. I feel like I asked like too intricate of a question, and I kind of like brought the conversation to a halt. No, you didn't do that. End. No, it's just it's, it's. I'm trying to think because even like I love Borderlands, but it's the same game online as it is. Like it's not. I'm. Not, it's, it's not a separate online component. So I'm trying to think of what games have a set because nowadays games focus too much on online, and they really don't focus on single player too much. If there's an online component, it's all on that. They don't really care too much about telling a story you could play by yourself, or even with a buddy. So hmm. I can't think of one. I mean, Dark Souls has really good had a really strong PvP community, but it's also different, I guess. So, so do you think this is like a changing industry trend? Like things have to be like highly replayable for the masses, as opposed to like that individually engrossing campaign. Yeah, because there's very few single player games that come out that doesn't have some sort of multiplayer component or online features, and some games don't even have a single player option anymore. Yep, you know, it's only multiplayer. That's it. Like Overwatch. I love Overwatch, but you can only play it online. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. So. It's like I, lo- I love Destiny and like Witch Queen has been phenomenal. But it, and the campaign, best campaign they've ever done. It's very Halo-esque in the campaign. But most people who play Destiny, it's all about the replayability with friends. It's like, I want to do the same thing over and over. I want to play PvP. I want to do this strike, which is three players. Do this rage, which is six. I've, I, I am sold on the fact that I could play the campaign solo at a high difficulty level. And it's awesome. But then if I want to go do those other things and shout out to the clan, like, I have that option. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get buried. <laughs> no, but I know what you mean. It was just Paul's face. That's what I was laughing at. It was Paul's face. That's what I was laughing at. I'm sorry. <laughs> Is it the fact that I said clan or I interrupted you again and I'm sorry? No, you said clan. So, <laughs> so I want to clarify a shout out to BTB, which is the de- which is I the name of the that. Destiny Guild or clan that I'm in. That That's sense. what that means. Sorry. No. I, I didn't say anything. Gore, you had to... It's a C. Well, you're honest. You, 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 like, you, you just made a... You're like, like, shout out to the clan. You don't hear that, right? <laughs> oh, you don't hear that very often. Shout out to the clan. Uh, Thanks, uh, Carson. I want to shout out to the clan. <laughs> you, make, what, you, make, you make me sound like, sound like Nate Diaz. Shout out to Gunny, Gummy Bears for always being sweet. Stockton 205. Like, that's what you sound like. That's what I sound the like. The Wu-Tang clan. I was going to say, I'll go to the one. We live in Shaolin. Go. So just by default, any Shaolin Islander just... Sh- you know, it's the Wu Tank Clan. WTC. Konnichiwa, bitches. Yes, Konnichiwa, bitches. Oh my god. That's going to be our advertisement for this episode. Shout out to the clan. No, no, no. We can make t shirts. Yeah, we could. Oh, good lord. Do I get royalties for every shirt? Yes. I'm getting canceled. Thanks, guys. We'll put the Hellgas leaders on with the red armband. There you go. Oh, come on, Corey. Welcome to Wolfenstein. You know how you said you're going to. Wolfenstein's a great series. You know how you said you, you're going to rip my uh, quote out and put it out of context for the advertisement? That's the line you're going to take now. <laughs> Shout out to the clan. Oh, my God. That's the name of the episode. <laughs> well, no, it's no, with it's a not. Q, though, so it'll be Q-L-A-N. <laughs> I'm not going to say it. Why the fuck? Joe's face. What? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Okay. Uh, that's a tough question you ask, Mike. Because uh, I don't think there are many games that care about both parts of a game anymore. 
I think that was kind of like the point I was trying to make, but I wanted to get some empirical evidence because I feel like I'm very biased towards well, that. Like I said, I'll just go with GTA Five. Yeah. Hmm. Campaign online. That seems like the the safest option. Very safe. Yeah. So, but you know, again, we said second sell best selling game of all time. It might be the safe option. It's still quality. Mm-hmm. Yes. Absolutely. EA Sports. It's, it's in, in the game. game. Yeah, okay. I haven't said it all. <laughs> You alluded to it before. I was but you did not say it. You did not say it. I think we all, we can all agree that the magic of gaming comes comes with the fact that that when we play these games, we, we are we are making these experiences and these memories that will last with us for pretty much the rest of our lives. Yes. And mm-hmm. and you, you really do feel the magic when you go back to them years later. And there are actually two games in particular. That, that that really means so much to me that I'm always happy to revisit, and both of them are on the Nintendo 64. Yeah. Okay, so so the fir- first one, but beloved classic that everybody knows and loves, Star Fox 64. Mm-hmm. I never owned that. I, I played it. I never owned it though. <sighs> Did you beat it? No, I mean I was at a friend's house, so oh. I mean, we only just played a couple I missions. But we never, I think I think we did fight. Was it Albatross, Elba, whatever? Andros, Andros, yeah, Andros, yeah. yeah. But Alcatraz. But Alcatraz. But Ambrose. Was it the easy route or the hard route? I honestly couldn't even tell you. Always Ooh. stick to the right. Yeah. The right was the easy route. No. Right got you to the real Andros. I think he means that, you know, like on the second to last level, I think he means the board to the right on the second to last level will take you to Venom 2. I no, think that's right. level. City. When you're in the city? Oh, go through stay the arches on the waterfall. Right. Oh, oh, that's what you meant. Okay. Stay there, yeah. right? Yeah. This way, that, yeah. that changes the whole game from there, and yeah. you get the real Andros at the end. The yeah. brain. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so so about about the game itself, that 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 is a game that, that is meant to be replayed mainly because of the alternate routes. Yep. Is, is it, when you play a game a game like that for, for the first time, you are immediately immersed. I, I mean, because the gameplay is so addictive and fun. The the levels are great. It's, it's just so much fun to to shoot up the enemies and and. and ra- I rack up the score, not to mention those really cool boss battles. Mm. And also, that the soundtrack is absolutely amazing. I will always enjoy listening to it. Mm. Yeah, what was the second game? You said you had two. Before okay. you say it, do you have a favorite level in Starbucks? Oh my god. Uh, I do. I think my favorite might be Sector Z. Ooh. Oh, the final one? No, no, no. Wait, what's Sector Z? No, that's that. That was you're th- you're thinking of very you're thinking of various six. I think. What's the second, which one is Z? The, the one where you defend the Great Fox from the missiles. It's on the alternate path. It's not no, one. I'm trying to think. Of, yeah, I, it's on I mean, the, I played that, it. That's the hard it. route. I'm just remember the level. Me, if one stood out was the uh, Independence Day level. Uh, uh, oh. Katina. They took Independence Day. Yeah. And put it in the game. The movie. Mm-hmm. Big giant mm-hmm. round UFO. Mm-hmm. And from the bottom came a million little spaceships. Yeah. And you just had a, and for it was a long level. You just had to just keep shooting all of them. You kept using bombs. You kept shooting them. And it was just so fun, fun. And you had to do it. You kill them all before they blow up the temple. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You did that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or the other one was with the tank, with the train. Train level was fun a lot. That was fun. You had to switch back and forth. Step on the gas. That was fun. The alternate path on the train level where you hit all the switches, you know, you yep. have to fight the yep. boss is one of the most rewarding moments in gaming. So rewarding. I can't stop it! 50 points. And they all had great names in the game. <laughs> Slippy. Peppy. Slap, slappy. Pippy. Wait, was it? No, Slappy. Slippy. 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 Yeah. Fox Falco. Fox Falco, Peppy, and Slippy. Yeah, probably the greatest name of all time. Peppy Hair. <laughs> yep. But, all right, yeah, so second and, game. And 
and, and also Star Fox is, is one of the most quotable games of all time. It very. I mean, how many people exist in life where it's like, do, do a barrel, barrel roll. roll. Use the boost to get through. <laughs> Use bombs wildly. I mean, literally, get Google. this guy off me. When you type in do a barrel to Google, it yeah. does a barrel yeah. roll. Yeah. 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 Like, that's how important that shit well, is. What does the villain say? Uh, Andros. Well, before that, what is, what is uh, evil? What's his name? Star Wolf. Star Wolf. What does he say all the time? Can't let you do that, Star Fox. Too, he says. Oh, I'm not gonna let. Or I can't lose. It's just so so many. Yeah, Uncle Andros. Uncle Andros. That, that was Andrew. Uncle Andros. Or you're good, but I'm better. Mm-hmm. So many quotes. <laughs> Speaking of quotes, how bad is Slippy's dialogue out of context? Because oh, you guys love your yeah. out of context oh, dialogue. Yeah, it's it's too hot. I can't take it anymore. Shut up, Slippy. <laughs> oh, it's a big one. Oh, oh yeah. Wait, Whenever he got shot down, I was like, good, get out of here. Yeah. Just, wait, wait, yeah. Oh, yeah, here's a line out of context in the opening of the game. I'll do my best. Andros will have his way with me. <laughs> Hearing that line years later, oh, my God. Shout out to the clan. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. God. No. <laughs> Yo, I want to shout out Bed, Murph, Foo, BTB, baby. Let's go. Yeah. I want to shout out uh, Rizza, Jizza, the master and the ghost face killer. <laughs> Br- brutal agent, Darth. I'll keep naming yeah. these are actual names. Yeah. I shall also mention that one of the bosses was a monkey Gundam. Mm. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. The, the other game that means so much to me, which also which also means so much to, to Bobby and Mike as well, a, a game that we grew up playing and we, that we still love is Donkey Kong 64. Ah, oh. uh, yes. <laughs> Never beat it. And, and that is what I referenced in my introduction earlier. Mm. Yeah, yeah, the DK rap. Mm. It, it's so cheesy, but come on. It, it's just fun. Yeah, DK64 c- comes from Rare, who was Nintendo's golden boy back in the day. They, they, of course, gave us Donkey Kong Country, Killer Instinct, Banjo-Kazooie, which is timeless. And, and of course, Conqueror's Bad Fur Day. Oh. <laughs> rated PG-13? No. No, it wasn't. Oh, it, it, it was rated R. Yeah. yeah, it was rated R. Oh, yeah, yep. Yeah, also, Diddy Kong Racing, Jeff Force, Gemini, and Blast Corp. So many iconic games. Just saying, I did like Diddy Kong Racing more than I loved Mario Kart. Just saying. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Turn to a boat and plane. A goddamn yeah. pig. Thank uh, you. Yes. Yeah. yeah so, so DK64, we, 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 we poured so many hours just that growing up. We, we always enjoyed playing it. And just, just like Mario 64, it, it gave you the freedom to, to explore these open ended levels and, and, and collect everything that, 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 that was acquired for completion. So recently, the game gets a bad rep because there's too much stuff for you to collect. But I I feel like that that that's that's kind of a good thing, at, at least from my perspective, because that that that's a game that's meant to be completed. Mm-hmm. But you, you, also get, you also get your choice of 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 five playable characters. You're you're meant to play all the levels with, with them and and their own abilities. And like with Star Fox, that the soundtrack is is absolutely amazing. It, it's still embedded in my memory, mm-hmm. and it always will be. That that is a game that I am always happy to revisit because every time I I go back in, into it, it kind of feels like the first time. But but now I I know where everything is, and and to do it all over again, it's it just really is an amazing feeling mm-hmm. because the, the games from your childhood will always mean so much to you. And and like, like I said, when you when you replay them, that magic can indeed be rekindled. Mm-hmm. 
took away to look at it. Yeah. Damn, Tommy's hitting us with the quotables tonight. Maybe we should quote Tommy instead of Mike on the when we do <laughs> oh, the, come on. the trailer for I, this. I think the focus group would very much enjoy his uh, <laughs> his quotes better than mine. Yes, not shout out. It's <laughs> fake news. Never said it. Nostalgia is my superpower. Yeah. Ah, Tommy, I'm really glad you brought up Donkey Kong 64 because I was thinking in the beginning of this episode that uh, of the N64 days, that like that Trinity was. Mario 64, Donkey Kong 64, and Banjo-Kazooie yes. in terms of just how they were so similar in game. Like, it was these quirky characters in this open world and just go do shit. They're all kind of the same game. Yeah. You go to different places. You yeah, do they're different all collected on platformers. Yeah. And they, just, they were all so much fun to play. Absolutely. And they were all different but fun. I, I think I, I liked Donkey Kong 64 more than I liked Mario 64. <laughs> I just love Diddy Kong with his guitar. I love that fucking Jetpack? crazy Jack. The boss or whatever. Mad Jack. Mad Jack. Yeah, oh, I love that boss. It was just, <laughs> he just looks, he was so well designed for an N64 game. And, and, that, and that's one of those N64 moments that is basically part of your childhood nightmares. Absolutely, yeah. Mad Jack to me is one of the hardest bosses in gaming to the fact where Donkey Kong 64 let you play a lot of things out of order. Mm. You could actually play the whole game up until like I think the second to last level. And be and skip Mad Jack, but then you get soft lock, so you eventually have to go back and beat Mad Jack. Yeah. I did that. I avoided Mad Jack like the plague until I was so deep I couldn't avoid him. But by that point, you had that like sense of mastery because you've been playing so long with like Tiny's abilities. Yeah. Because yes. my biggest issue with Mad Jack was like health was an issue, but then you have like th I was at three melons is the max at that point. Yes. Which basically let you take twelve hits. My problem with Mad Jack was that you had to double tap A to get the ponytail twirl to get yep. across the platforms. I would always mistime it and fall. Yeah. But if you play as late into the game as possible possible and go back to Mad Jack, it's a lot easier because you've done like intricate platforming with that character. Yeah, absolutely. I can still hear his laugh. Yep. Yeah, I'm, I'm picturing him coming out of the box right now. Yep, has a little bit of Daffy in, in, his, uh, in his laugh. <laughs> I still say like we, like, I wish we could have got either Funky or Chunky Kong as Smash Brothers characters. <laughs> oh, yeah. I miss Chunky. He only had one game. Yeah, but he, he technically got the winning hit on K. Rule, which is pretty freaking awesome. That's true. <laughs> yeah. we, we had Lanky Kong, though. Yeah, that's true. Mm -hmm. And then there's Chunky. He's dead. <laughs> okay. That, 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 that's a Brentel Floss video by the DK Rap. You should look it up. It's very hilarious. Did they Harambe Chunky? <laughs> no, oh, no, 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 no. They chunkied Harambe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, the quotables are coming out tonight, huh? <laughs> Poor Harambe. He died for our sins. I mean, it's like Raptor oh. Jesus. I made a, <laughs> I made a uh, auto tune song for Harambe. That uh, somebody in our group has the audio to still. It's a great audio. It's called Dicks Out for Harambe, and it's auto-tuned. It is fucking sublime. If this went on the <laughs> internet, it would have gotten tens of views, and I'm really mad it never went online. It's such a good song, though. Oh, Corey. I hated 2016. Next episode, world premiere of auto-tune Harambe. If I ever get that audio, I'll play it for you guys. All right. Thank you. Sounds you're good. You're welcome, Maul. <laughs> Sorry. That's <laughs> no, fine. Uh, oh, 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 oh. So we keep coming back to audio, and I remember one of the reasons why we wanted to do this part two, which you know I'll do a hundred parts, was we was t discussion of video game audio. So soundtracks, resonance, things that kind of like bring us back to gaming. So Tommy's been talking a lot about like eight bit soundtracks. I've kind of like hinted that it here and there. Does anybody have like a gaming soundtrack that they hold near and dear to themselves? Yes. Oh, everybody's looking at me now? Okay. <laughs> you said yes? Oh, I, I, I yeah. thought other people were going to say yes first, no. too. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, I have a couple of games. Yeah. Well, please, I'd love to hear them. So, I mean, 
we talked about Dark Souls last time. Great score. I love those songs in Dark Souls, and I love some of those like Gwyn's song. Like Gwyn's theme is probably one of the nicest songs in games. But the one thing I think Nintendo does super well is soundtracks. Absolutely. I, I don't think any other console can do songs like Nintendo can. And you know. Mario games in particular, I think, have an amazing soundtrack. Oh, absolutely. And to this day, I think one of the best Mario songs of all time is Dire Dire Docks. Oh, yes. Oh, I love that song it's so much. It's just like it fucking wants... It, like you just, it's like you saw heaven for the first time. Yes. And it, it's like, I can't believe this song exists in our life. It's like the first time I heard the Beatles. <laughs> oh, uh, super bad. Yeah. yeah. You ever looked into his eyes? <laughs> it's like Zach Morris. <laughs> Zach Morris is trash. But oh Ooh. wow! Shots fired. No, without Tommy, context. No, Tommy's making a reference to a uh, Zach Morris is trash. A, a, a YouTube. Uh, it's a funnier die series. Yeah. Have it's you a series? Uh, on no, it's, that is. it's true though. Let's be honest. Did oh, you, it is. Did you ever wonder why Zach had all of these girlfriends of the week and you never saw them again? The show explains it. Yeah, I had no idea. He kills them. No. 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 They probably fucking killed themselves. <laughs> wow! Wow! This, this, this episode took a turn. It's set in the videos. Yeah. I didn't watch the video, so I don't know if it's quotable or not. <laughs> wow! We went from one of the most wholesome songs ever created in video games to uh, they probably killed themselves. Shout out to the clan. <laughs> Why is everything? Is this, the, is this the new I'm a dog now? <laughs> not for me. I am a dog. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're, we're hanging out in Applebee's and, and, and Paul's like, oh, shout out to the clan. <laughs> okay, uh, okay, but, but can we get me back, back on track, please? <laughs> Lazy Susan part deux. I, like, I definitely did not derail us with killing Zach Morris. Okay, okay yeah, yeah, like you said, Nintendo does make really amazing soundtracks. Okay, so two songs in particular that I think are amazing, they both come from the Donkey Kong Country series, so... Donkey Kong Country 1, one of the songs is, is called Aquatic Ambiance. So, yeah, it, it's, it's from an underwater level, and it, but hearing the song, it has this serenity to it. Like, like you're swinging to its level, but it's just so relaxing. You, f- you feel as if you're actually in, in, you know, doing this underwater expedition, and it, it just sounds absolutely amazing. And in Donkey Kong Country 2, this, this is one of the best songs in all of gaming. It's called The Sticker Rush Symphony. It has the, this re- really pleasant melody, and, and the more you listen to it, it, it just feels like a, like a piece of heaven. And and of course, the, the, the Donkey Kong Country trilogy was composed by David Wise, who is one of the most highly regarded com- composers of all time. I think Serenity is the perfect word to de- describe certain yes. uh, Nintendo songs. Absolutely. Uh, when, I, when, I wa- when I listen to Dire Dire Docs on YouTube... <laughs> One of the comments said, play this at 0.75 speed. And I put it on that. I was uh, just like, oh my God, this is like, who, who, who would have thought this would have been better in slower motion? It, 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 sometimes before I go to bed, I, li- I like to play certain video game songs like Dire Dire Docs or uh, the opening theme to o- Ocarina of Time, the main theme from Star Fox, mm. o- or the Goodnight theme from Pokemon Mystery Dungeon. I, was saying, I love um, when they put Snake into Smash. Because they put Call into the Night by Natasha Farrow, which is the Metal Gear Solid Portable Ops theme on Shadow Moses. Because to me, it's one of the most haunting, like, it's almost like a video game ballad. It's like a James, like, is that going to be play Snake Eater? I know. Yes, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Snake Eater has, um, I believe it's, 
It's if I don't think it's Natasha Farrow. I think it might be um, Cynthia uh, Cynthia Harrell. Cynthia Harrell. I don't know who's. I know Cynthia Harrell did Sins of the Father on the Met- on the Phantom Pain soundtrack, which is awesome. No, but, no, that was Donna Burke. Oh, that was Donna Burke. I'm sorry. See, like they have all these phenomenal women that vo- that sing Metal Gear Solid songs, but Snake Eater kind of had like had the James Bond esque opening with the title track, and I feel like. Calling to the Night by Natasha Farrow is that, but it's not really well known because unless you played that version of Smash, you only heard it on the PSP, which is Metal Gear Solid Portable Ops. And still to this day, like I have that song on a variety of playlists. I have it on the Serene playlist, the Chill playlist, the Vibe playlist, the Game playlist. It's also on my gym playlist <laughs> because there's just something about it. I feel like I, like when I, whenever we do a toast, like Corey says, Slancha, I'll say to the Lost. Like I feel like Calling to the Night is like you know, to the, it's, it's one of those to the Lost songs. It's for the soldiers that aren't with us anymore. And I don't just mean like strap up your boots, put on a rifle soldier. I mean for, I mean for anybody who. Is no longer with us for various reasons. Because at the end of the day, we're all soldiers in this crazy war we call life. And it's a beautiful song. That was my long form way of saying it's just a beautiful song, and I love my brother for being able to sum up my thoughts better than I can. Corey's looking at a lot of really good points. Natasha Farrow. Mm. So. Vocal Metal Gear Solid tracks I cannot recommend enough because last time I hinted it, I talked about like, you know, Red Dead, Destiny, Halo, Awesome Music, the Tony Hawk playlists. I cannot say, I cannot stress enough how great the Metal Gear Solid soundtracks have been across all the games. My personal favorite either being Snake Eater, which is three, or the Phantom Pain score for uh, Metal Gear Solid 5, which is an unfinished gem of a phenomenal game. Mm. Is simple and clean from Kingdom Hearts. Yes. From that, like, was it made specifically for that game? Yeah, it was. Okay. Yes. That is my second favorite video game song ever. Nice. I love that song oh my so God. much. That game is that, that song is perfect. I just love every with the way it's paired with the trailer. It yeah. is just fucking spectacular. Mm. Yeah. Kingdom Hearts this day again is my favorite franchise I've never played. I <laughs> Me too. love that that franchise. I bought the whole collection on PS, the PlayStation Network. Yeah. Nice. I think I played the first half an hour. <laughs> I haven't finished it. I bought but, it on PS4, mm. the collection, and I haven't touched yeah, it. Yeah, it's uh, bizarre. I bought it. I was like, oh, I'm going to play this. And yeah. I was like, 98 gigabytes of space? Uh, sure. <laughs> I'll still eat 10 other games to make this. One day. I haven't played it. Simple and Clean is an amazing song. I love it. And I'm actually a big Kingdom Hearts fan. But regarding that franchise, even though I started playing it years ago, I feel like this is one of those franchises that, looking back, I definitely would have loved and should have grown up with it. Mm. Having marathon those games, it, it brings me back to, to, to the awesomeness of the PS2 era. And and since I watched a lot of Disney films as a kid, it did like bring me back to my childhood. Mm-hmm. And and uh, yeah, when you play a game that you definitely would have loved, it really does hit a whole different note. Mm. You literally, when I, Mike, when I texted you about what we want to talk about today, one of the things you said was games you've heard of growing up that you played recently and probably would have loved if you played them back then. Yeah, because yeah, there were a few yep. in particular that, that fit that category for me. Kingdom Hearts is that for me. That's mm. exactly uh, it for me. If I had played that as when I was younger... You would have loved it. Yeah. 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 And I gotta, thank you for bringing that into the conversation. I got to give credit where credit is due. So, like, you texted me, and then I bring someone but Tom, so that was, I got to give him all the credit in the world for, like, the, the resonating games and what we didn't play. Lately, especially because of the pandemic, my goal has been to play as many games as I can that I didn't get to play when I should have. And 
Kingdom Hearts is on that list. I went back and back backlogged all the Assassin's Creeds I didn't play. I played Jedi Fallen Order. I played um I played Spyro the Dragon remastered. Mm. I like there's just again, I always like to say an embarrassment of riches. Whether it's a remastering a game from when we were kids, rebooting a franchise, or just a strong sequel and like a franchise like GTA, for example, there's. I love that like we're blessed with both quality and quantity because very rarely do you get that. Absolutely. Like I haven't played the newer Gods of War, and I know they're awesome, and Ragnarok's coming out soon. Like that drives me nuts. Um, Mass Effect, I never played it. I have the Mass Effect trilogy installed on my PlayStation Five. Like there's just so much stuff that I want to get to, and it drives me nuts that I can't. So many mm-hmm. games, so little time. Yeah, I totally understand. I know Paul and I have talked about this before, too. We're just like having a collection of games that yeah. just haven't gotten to yet. I bought mm. so many games over the years, and I still haven't touched it. Mm. For full price, too. I don't know why. <laughs> I know a lot of people that have that problem. There were games I played over the years that I haven't really finished, and can't remember the last time I actually touched them. That's embarrassing on my part. Maybe one day I'll get around to it. Or is it that just they didn't hold your attention well enough to, to deserve your time to completion? In a way, sort of. I feel that way with certain things like TV shows or books. You know, it's like, all right, this isn't necessarily worth taking up my time. You know, I want to save my time for things that are worthy of it, and it just isn't it. So I'm not going to finish you, and that's not anything against you. It's just not for me. You know, it's also hard to figure out where to start. Also true. I, sorry, I feel like I'm speaking in like MLA format. Like I'm always like giving, like I'm introducing, citing and explaining a quote. <laughs> so, you know, what you just said, Corey, my, reminded me of my favorite line ever from, from Endgame, And I've been trying to live my life by this. No amount of money ever brought a second of time. Mm, true. Mm. Yeah. And between that and, you know, another quote from, uh, Tony Soprano himself, James Gandolfini, you know, every day is a gift. Mm-hmm. When you combine those two rationales, I want to make as much use as I can of my, of time. And, when I apply that to gaming, I love going back and replaying to the point where it's like a detriment, but I'm also not complaining because we're having these moments that we're having in this conversation, but there's so much stuff that like, I know I'm missing out on and I want to enjoy it when there's still a community around it that I could like talk to. Mm. Like if you guys are playing something that's like incredible, I want to be a part of that, but then it's hard for me to get away from my stuff. Like Corey and I had this conversation like on and off for like the past month. I really want to get into Elden Ring, but I don't have the time. Yeah, it's a, I mean, it's a, it's a tough thing to leap into, you know, and it is an investment, you know, because you're going to spend a, especially for that kind of game, you're going to spend so many hours being mad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, like, that's just, that's what it is. It's, it's, you might as well just like fucking walk on glass and, you know, <laughs> drink rat poison because it's just, that's, that's the whole point. Like, you're, you're literally playing that game for so long just to hurt yourself. That's, that's from software in a nutshell, though. Yeah, pretty much. Can I hit the bullet of Paul for a second if he minds uh, explicating my point? So building on like from software, I described Jedi Fallen Order as a Star Wars Souls game, and Paul recently played it. So do you, like, how often were you mad playing that game? Very much, very much often. Uh, Fallen Order was like, I guess not completely, but like almost like Bloodborne, where you're fighting a big giant boss dude, and then he kills you, and you're right there. You're almost right there. His like his health bar is so low. Like yeah, and then he kills you. And like no, and then they send you back all the way to the because there's no ch- the, the, checkpoints for Fallen Order annoyed me because it was mm-hmm. it wouldn't send you back to where you had to re like it's very frustrating. You're right. That's you had to pain. Get, so like it brought you back to your last meditation point. Right. So let's say you meditated, you get all your health stims back, full health force powers, but then yeah. all the enemies respawn. All the enemies oh, it's respawn. Literally from Dark Souls and Bloodborne. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's like yeah. Bloodborne. Like oh, everybody's there again. Like I mm, like. It's, 
You have to kill whatever killed you, or you lose that EXP. Like it's gone. Oh yeah. Uh, so they literally just like, oh, Dark Souls is a great franchise. Let's just do the same thing with Star Wars characters. Yeah. <laughs> so over here, no, that's literally what they did. But here's the catch. Let's say like you died like in the middle of the level, and the boss is like an hour away from you. You got to fight your way all the way back to the boss. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's but Bloodborne and Dark Souls too. That's what annoyed me very much. And sometimes they put the checkpoints in these insane places where you have to figure out how to sprint past every single enemy to yes. get to yeah. exactly. the gate. They have giant spiders trying to fight me. I'm like, oh, yeah. but the meditation point is right there. I can just meditate. And then mm. there's, a, there's a boss in Dark Souls 3. Uh, uh, I can't remember what it is. I can't remember. It was like, fuck, I can't remember. Like the, I think it was called like the God Eater or something like that. But you have to like run in this, this giant like cathedral and you have to run down this staircase. Actually, there's another boss in Dark Souls 2 I'll talk about instead. I think it's, it was... Uh, uh, Belstat, the, the Bell Guardian, I think his name was. I can't remember. But it's, a, it's literally this long hallway, and as you're running, this ghost rings a bell, and it summons all these other ghosts. And at the same time, there's a staircase in front of you, and there's like three giant sentinels, then there's regular people, then there's like fl- guys who shoot flames at you. And you have to get through all these motherfuckers just to get to this boss that's going to keep kicking your ass. And it's like, oh, his name is Belstat. And it's like, why do they make it so hard yeah. just to get to the mm. boss? I used like two health flasks right. already, mm. and I'm already at a you know a loss playing this boss, and he whoops my ass again. And because like, the boss isn't hard enough, it's just now getting to the boss that fucks you up. Infuriating. Agreed. I've been com- becoming more of like a completionist in my gaming time. Like I want to get all the trophies or the achievements. I want to try and 100% complete it. I want to see all the alternate endings, bonus content, whatever. Building off of the point you made. Like, there's that feeling of mastery. Like, you got over it, but you're frustrated. When I've been playing shooters, like, I replayed the whole Halo collection on Heroic, which is one step away from Legendary, which is the hardest. Mm. Checkpoints in Halo are like RNG in a way, which is basically random. So let's say I get a brutal... I can get a brutal checkpoint. Like, I could be in the middle of a boss fight, and I just got hit, and I respawn with, like, barely any health. And if I'm not quick enough on the respawn, I'm dead, and I'm stuck in a death loop. Mm. So I feel like... I don't know how that system particularly works but i feel like it only adds to the frustration like a checkpoint is like gold like think about it you it's saving you from repeating things to get to the thing that's challenging you but then what if the checkpoint is in a way that you might even be better off starting over like maybe you could play that level a little smarter and get a better checkpoint that's happened to me in a couple games uh like let's say bioshock has done that to me um uh uh Elder Scrolls games have done that too, because you can save at at will. Mm-hmm. So you know, I could put myself in a position where I'll save, and it's like, oh, I saved in a really bad spot, mm-hmm. you know, because you can save anywhere at any time. I'm just like, oh, why did I choose to save with no health at all in this stupid boss arena that I'm just never going to beat? It's infuriating. <laughs> you have no idea what you're going to do to yourself. And it's amazing, too, how, like, saves have changed. So, like, I think GTA Five was the first one to add quick saving. You could tap up on the D-pad, and you could save on your phone anywhere in the campaign. Whereas, like, it used to be go back to the safe house or auto-save checkpoint after, like, a mission or something intricate. So I remember trying to do the the stunt jumps. Like, they have, like, the, 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 the Fast and the Furious style or, like, die-hard movie jumps. Like, you do, like, crazy stuff. <laughs> so I remember I would save in a spot where I could do my jump. Like, in GTA Four, I'll never forget to backtrack. There was this one jump where you had to jump from New Jersey back to New York. So basically, you would have to, you'd be at the top of a hill near your safe house, and I would always save my Ferrari or in that game the Infernus, drive down. I'm sorry, Lamborghini, and you would have to clear it. The problem with that is on GTA 4, every time you missed, you were dead, and your car was trashed. So I would just be better off reloading, and it took forever to reload 
on on that. Whereas with GTA Five, if I did the quick save reload, I'm in my car, I'm in the exact perfect position. The streets are in the condition I left them, same time of day, everything. So the evolution of the save mechanic kind of lets you exploit and get around the difficulty, but also at the same time, is it worth the frustration? I remember like Jack 2 was one of the first games I played that had that autosave component where I just remember completing a level and it's like, oh, it's saving for me while I'm still playing the game. <laughs> yeah. I don't actually have to go into a menu and hit save. It's just doing it automatically. Because Resident Evil 4, I mean, that's a game where you cannot save any other time except at a typewriter. Yeah. So if you're in a jam, you're fucked, you know, because your last save point was the last, last typewriter. Mm -hmm. There's no autosave. There's no... You could literally play through with half the game. If you forget to save and you you're die... Screwed. You're going back. Well, you can start at a checkpoint, I guess. But if you turn the game off and turn it back on, if you didn't save, by progress, you know. There's a, there's a game I was playing that happened to me. But I didn't realize I had to save manually. Yeah. I put in like two hours worth of time and I turned uh, the game off. And I turned oh. it back on again. I was like, where's my save file? And I had to Google it. And it's like, I have to manually save? Holy shit. <laughs> Did you end up playing it again? Eventually, not that time though. I was too frustrated to do it. But I also, I was mad at myself for not knowing that. But it was also like, how do you have an autosave component in the fucking 21st century? Uh, I want to pull the audience on that manually saving. How many people, when they played Pokemon, didn't realize you had to save, even though there was a big save button on the pause menu, <coughs> and turned it back on like after like a few hours of playing? Let's say you got like your Squirtle or your Charmander, and you were like, it still said new game because you didn't save. <laughs> you missed that shiny that you got, and yeah. it's just like, ah. Oh. <laughs> Uh, I I think for like the first like day of me playing Pokemon, I didn't understand why it wasn't saving. I never played Pokemon. Uh, mm. Or actually, not like knock out a legend. Mm. Oh yeah, right. You get one of those, and it's like, oh, I've got that save button. I would I would just never play again. That would be my always my save before battling. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Guys. Hmm. What? It's been real. Oh, indeed. Yes. It's been like a nice trip to memory lane again. Yes. <laughs> so you could say we went back, back to, to the, the past. To play the shitty games that suck ass. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> All the games you mentioned were amazing. I was going to say, those games took ass at all. Yeah, yeah. Great I, games. I, 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 was, I was just qu quoting something on the internet. <laughs> we brought up like the pinnacle of gaming. I have a knack for that. Hey, but cream cheese and pickles. I was just quoting something on the internet. <laughs> Can you verify that I actually read it or not? No, but I'm going to say I read it anyway. So if you're saying the cream of the crop always rises to the top, maybe we need to do a part three where we talk about the worst gaming experiences that we've had. Oh, oh that, could, that could be fun. Like, that could be interesting, though. Wasted money, bad, bad game that you wish you could return, something you wish you didn't buy, something. I don't know. Oh, I have a couple of stories for that. <laughs> Let's start right now. All right, so back in... No, I'm just kidding. we got to wrap this up. <laughs> By the way, I love cream cheese, and I actually like pickles, too. Wait, so cream cheese cream cheese is a cheese that you will eat? Because it's creamy. Well, I mean, if you think about it, I mean, milk is cheese before it's not cheese. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yogurt? Milk tank. I have yogurt. I have it in my fridge. It's like cheese. It is, but much better. Would you like Ooh. a cheeseburger with no cheese? Yes. So I, want, a I want a cheeseburger with no burger. <laughs> You want a cheese sandwich with lettuce and tomato? Yes. <laughs> and mayo and ketchup. Salad. Yes. What's a salad? I have a salad Two on a bun. Salads. Thank you. Oh, it's like a like a circle. Oh, Joe's in a barrel roll. Oh yeah, Starfa. <laughs> you know it was actually an aileron roll. Uh, you know what it is? I never got to play Star Fox. I played it a couple times, but I never owned it. It was too hard for me to follow. 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 Wait a minute. Uh oh. oh. Uh Oh, <laughs> hold up. Wait a minute. Paul. Yes. Where can they follow us? 
glad you asked, Corey, because you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Reddit at Three Ugly Guys Podcast. Thank you for that. And I will say, you know, on this note, that Dire Dire Docs to this day is probably the nicest and most calming song ever made from a video game to listen to. Listen to. Listen to. What's the nicest? Calm. Definitely not us. What is the most fun (laughs) podcast to listen to? I would say us. Yeah? This podcast. Where can they listen to us, Joe? If you want to listen to our podcast, you could check us out on Google Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, Amazon Music, Apple Music, Audible, and Facebook at Three Ugly Guys. Hell yeah. That's been real. It's been real. Mike, that was my sweeps. Sweeps. <laughs> Mike, Tommy, thank you guys again for joining us. Mike, of course. Thanks for talking with us. <laughs> thank you very much. Very blessed. Love you guys more than anything. We love, yeah, we love you too. Thank you for coming on the show. Tommy, any closing remarks? Shout out to the clan. <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay. Uh, but but so, so, th- 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 thank you guys for having me on. It's been fun. And remember to wear your seatbelt mm. and stay hydrated. Shout out to the I Want Antonio White I love you guys. There you oh. go. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I forgot I didn't do that part yet. Yeah, no. no. As always, we are three ugly guys. I'm Corey, a.k.a. Idris Elba's Knuckles. <laughs> and then house tonight, we had Joe. Knuckles. Uh, fucking. <laughs> <laughs> and we had Pal. So beautiful, Knuckles. But yes, from three ugly guys, we bid you adieu, as always. And finally... Game over.